As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Next out, we are the unstoppable. We want better for material. It's not something obtainable. It's not physical or literal. Let's all go. Good morning, Theria. I'm Jason. And I'm Brianna. And I am not Cogni. You're uh, not Cogni. No, you're not. N- no. Um, you we- should try introducing the show with a Cogni accent. Yeah, like, Good morning, Theria. There you like go. Like that little weird, like, yeah, we're not Cogni. <laughs> no. Um, we were, for whatever reason, I don't know why you started it doing was, that. It was something about, like, you were pulling up the email and you were like, right, right, right. But it almost sounded like right. Right. So then okay. that brought in the whole Cockney accent thing where I was like, right, 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 governor. Mm. And then I pictured him introducing Theria that way. Uh, good morning, Theria, in that Cockney accent. And then it <laughs> happened and my dreams can come true. <laughs> I mean, he didn't do it immediately, but... Still, uh, that that's as good a place to introduce what the hell we're talking about as any. It doesn't connect to anything. No, it no. doesn't. Um, Hi, everyone. So this week we're going to be talking uh, just 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 recommending a few movies to you guys. That's it. Basically, there's no greater topic. There's no, no. deeper reason. There's no review. There's no. It's just. You, if you guys got a Saturday or Sunday or something like that, or you're off of work and you're looking yeah. for a movie to watch, here are a few recommendations. Yeah. Um, um, and I should say right off the bat that, like, these aren't, like, objectively the best movies. No. Like, it's not going to be a list with, like, Godfather and Citizen Kane. It's just movies we like. Yeah. You rolled your eyes so hard at Citizen Kane. <laughs> I just, okay. That's like, um... It's that first thing you learn about cinema that everyone pretends they know cinema. Yeah. I get it. I totally get it. It's like the person who comes into your writing class who just finished their psychology course and just talks about the one thing they learned that day like they're right. an expert. It's Citizen Kane. Everyone knows it. I feel like I, I tried to pick a few movies from about 10 years ago just mm-hmm. because I feel t- to me, and I don't know if anybody else feels this way. <laughs> Ten years ago is a weird time because it's not long enough ago that you're nostalgic for it. Like, I'm not nostalgic for 2007 and 8. I am. Are you? I think it's because that was my, technically, like, my high school, like, teenage years. Right. That makes sense. So, for you, it was just like, oh, yeah, that was my third, like, mid-20s. 
cool. Let like, me go to work. Like yeah. it's all. It, it, who cares? Um, but yeah, I, I'm not nostalgic for that time. It's it's not long enough ago, but it's long enough that I forgot a lot of stuff. Like that, that right. there'll be there'll be weird things. Right, like, right, 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 right. <laughs> it's it, it's like oh, this is ten years old. You realize it's like oh my god, really? And then that happens all the time. Yeah, I think it was like three years ago that Friday was like five years old or something. I can't remember Friday. You know the song. Oh, I thought you meant I. I thought you meant the Freaky the, Friday. No, I thought you <laughs> meant the Ice Cube, uh, the Ice Cube movie Friday. Never you have saw no it. idea have what no I'm idea talking, what you're talking about? about. Okay, I'm glad we went from two to do two totally different places though, because you were like this movie you never heard of, and I was like Freaky Friday with Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> That's the one with Jamie Lee Curtis, right? Yeah. Okay. You know those two. Boy, one of them had staying power and one of them didn't. One of them already had staying power going in and yeah. then kept that staying power coming out, Oof. which is good for her. Yeah, but good for Jamie She's Lee. in a new Halloween movie. I don't know how I feel about that. I'd never cared enough about Halloween to really, You know like, what? That's fair. To form I, an opinion. I'm just happy she's working. I, I'm, I'm happy ju- for I'm her. just mad because it's like I got invested in Halloween H2O and then the sequel, they kill her off and now she's not dead? But like, that, what, just whatever. whatever. It's whatever. Like, I'm just glad she's getting work. Good for her. I don't her. think those are canon anymore, like the ones that he know. did because... But Jamie Lee Curtis was in them. Yeah, but like, I don't know. Like I, I can't um, help whatever. you. I don't know. I, <laughs> I never follow. Halloween is not my Hellraiser. Like I didn't follow it. I don't know all the trivia. No. Like female Cenobite was originally called Deep Throat, and they wouldn't let him run it in the credits. <clears throat> That's my favorite thing, and I know I've mentioned that before on GMT. I don't care. Call her Deep Throat, as she always should have been named, because <laughs> that is fucking hilarious. <laughs> and the fact that it was not there bothers me. Like I was, I, I might have not even been alive, but I don't care. <laughs> I definitely wasn't supposed to be watching Hellraiser at the time. Probably not, no. Anyway, so three movies. We both picked three movies yep. that we genuinely enjoy. We think that people might not have checked out. Like, we didn't pick our favorite movies because that would have included things like Lord of the Rings. And it's like, Obviously, everyone's yeah. seen Lord of the Rings. And if you haven't, you probably either pride yourself in that knowledge because <laughs> you're you're one of those people that pride yourself in things you don't do. Or you just genuinely don't want to see it and you don't really care. So right. why why pitch it to you? You know what Lord of the Rings is. We're going to pitch you some movies that you might not have heard of. Uh, do you want to start, actually? Sure. Um, okay, so one of the more... Hmm, what am I going to pick? That's I, not three I didn't movies. Do it. I wrote down actors. Oh! I'm not good at actors. I do oh, only have three movies. Oh, okay. I was going to say, that's like seven things. It's no. Like, you lied to me. <laughs> no, I picked three movies. Uh, I'll start with the... Speaking of actors, I'll start with the one with very well-known actors. Uh, the Voices. That's the one that I told you and Al I was watching and I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, that one has Ryan Reynolds in it. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows that he's a good actor. Yep. Like, no one's ever debated that, even when he was, like, in Green Lantern and the writing wasn't so great. Like, <laughs> um, but in The Voices, essentially, um, him, he's in a thing with, Anna Kendrick is also in it. If you don't know her. She's from Maine, yeah. so I know her. Like, Jamie. Wait, really? Yeah. She's from Portland, Maine. Huh. Yeah. Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. I. That's that's one. Of, is she in Pitch Perfect? Yes. Okay. But don't hold that against her. Okay. Uh, because she was also in Into the Woods with Meryl Streep. 
I never saw that. Oh, it's really good. Okay. Um, it's a good play, and then they did a pretty good job. Anyway, I'm not pitching that movie right now. Uh, the only reason I really know who Anna Kendrick is, because we went to go see Into the Woods, and my sister has a bit of a chip on her shoulder because Anna Kendrick is famous now. Ah. And they went to high school at the same time. Oh. So she's like, oh, if I had been in that school, and she might be right. I don't know. I love my sister. I bet she'll succeed in whatever she wants to do. Yeah. Uh, go check out her YouTube channel. Anyway, um... So the whole premise is Ryan Reynolds is a schizophrenic, hmm. like kind of a violent, kind of everything in his brain is messed up. Right. And the the selling point, like if I was going to try to sell anyone on this movie, one of the main parts of the movie is that he has a cat and he has a dog and they both have voices. Oh, no. And the cat is like the little demon on his shoulder telling him to do bad things. And the dog is the little angel on his shoulder telling him to do good things. And it's very well done. Oh. Like, the cat is such a fucking asshole. <laughs> and the dog is just the sweetest little baby. And they're real animals. And, like, the lip syncing isn't terrible. Like, it's not for its time. I think it was 2007. Ish. Oh, wow, really? I think so. And hmm. Don't quote me on that. I didn't write down the dates. I know, I know one of them, but that's just because... I memorized it somehow. Right. Um, but his entire life, he's he's had this problem. His mom had it, too. And do you, did you ever play um, Bioshock 2? Yes. Remember the scene where you're a little sister and everything looks, like, beautiful and pretty and you don't really know. Like, you can tell the little girls don't know what they're doing when they're, mm. like, extracting because they see the world a different way. Right. This movie plays with that idea a bunch. And... Essentially, whenever he's on medication, he's back in reality, and reality sucks for him. Right. And when he's not in me like not on medication, everything's kind of fine. Um, and some terrible stuff happens. Like he does some terrible things. Huh. But you see it from his point of view, and it's not. You don't forgive him because of that. But mental illness is kind of complicated, and this sh film shows that really well. And I think it might be the best Ryan Reynolds performance I've ever seen. That's including interesting. Including Deadpool. So, it's a really good movie. I don't want to spoil the end, but I will say it's my favorite end to any movie for, like, the last five years. You know what? I, I might actually check that out, because, one, I like Brian Reynolds. He's amazing. Um, I feel like he did a string of movies. He was in, like, weird actor jail after Green Lantern. Yeah. So, I feel he like was. he did a string of movies, and I don't know when this came out, but, like, I know he did uh, Amityville Horror. That was about ten years ago. Yeah. I liked that. It was okay. I remember it being okay. I don't remember any specific scenes from the movie. This is me trying not to judge you. Why? Go ahead. <laughs> There's literally a scene where a little girl grabs a woman's finger and sticks it into her bullet hole, and it's weirdly sexual. And like, I don't remember she's any of seven, that. And the babysitter's trying to fuck the twelve-year-old boy. It's weird. I don't remember that. I don't remember any of that. She's actually, she's not actually trying to fuck him, but like, she's really hot, and she keeps like trying to scare him. It's weird. It's a weird movie. We're talking about the remake. Yeah. I need to go back and watch this now. Because I know it's, it's like, going with Ryan Reynolds because he's doing his best right. to carry this terrible movie. All, I remember is him chopping wood. I don't Me know. Too. Okay, that's, that's the, the only scene from because he's shirtless and everyone like. Oh no! I just remember because he's like really intense and it's like yeah. Isn't that the one where he's like hold the wood like hold like he's getting the kid to hold? Yeah. Yeah. And okay. You think he's gonna like chop off their yeah. arm or something? I yeah. Know. I remember that. But get but the, he did that one and the one where he's buried alive. Didn't see that one. No, I, I didn't either. I just know that did he did it. Did Still Waiting come out after Green Lantern? Still Waiting? 
Isn't it still waiting? <laughs> no, it's just, it just waiting. It was just waiting. The one he was in. I know I what you're talking about. I always confuse those two movies. <laughs> I just they're very similar titles. It's like he did some real acting powerhouse movies. And it's like when did Waiting come out? And it's like when did, when did? Well, I'm wondering if that was when he was in Actor Jail because he was great in that movie, and that no. movie was really kind of funny and great. I liked that movie. I I liked Van Wilder too. I'm, I was I'm, worried that I was going to have the opposite thing where you're like, I'm judging you. For no, waiting. no, like, no, 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 no. But. I thought that movie. I don't like comedies usually, but right. that, that movie had just the right amount of comedy to actual plot. Wow, that one really I'm shocked it. you like because of the penis thing, right? The little all of it. game, <laughs> all of it. Like just, just that's that's a real comedy comedy where it's like there's a bunch of shit going on. Like I think wacky. it's because they have multiple straight men. Because mm. there's like a there's like a woman version of the straight man who's mm-hmm. like with all the girls being the straight man, and then they have the main character straight man, and then Ryan Reynolds is kind of a straight man, but like he also does jokes. So there's enough relatable, believable characters Isn't that Justin when they get Long? to the silly character, yes, it is. Yeah, I, I'm I'm having a, here's the sad thing about Justin Long. I'm having a hard time remembering what movies Justin Aww. Long was in. I feel bad. It's like he's fading away. Oh no. <laughs> But anyway, um, voices. So, anyway, so yeah, the voices. I really recommend it. It's a good Ryan Reynolds movie. I don't think a lot of people saw it just because it was a weird thing to try to sell. Right. Because even me trying to like, I'm trying not to give spoilers for these movies. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna do my best, but even me trying to describe what happens in it, it's like, okay, and the major plot thing happens about 20 minutes in, and I can't tell you what it is because that will spoil the rest of the movie. Right. But I can give you the general idea of what's happening. And I, I. I'm kind of trying to watch a, a movie or two each week now. Me too, yeah. So I might try to watch that. It's like really just... good. I have it on my computer if you'd like it. Oh, okay. Sweet. Because it sounds like it'd be... I mean, you can rent it from Amazon. Of course. <laughs> yes. Legally. Legally. I, I, I must say... I try not to download many movies that are recent. That was just one that I really wanted to see. And... I, I've been renting movies right and left, to be honest. Yeah, like, yeah. You're, you're like, oh, Torrance. It's like, no, seriously. Like, I, I, there's a lot of two ninety nine charges from my... Yeah, that's... Um, I try not to download any movies that are more recent than, like, 50 years old, because I'm watching mm. a lot of classic movies. So, in my head, I can rationalize, like, oh, these people are probably dead. Like Citizen King. <laughs> um, I watched The Godfather. That was on Netflix. Um, I did watch Yojimbo, finally. It was oh, fine. Yeah. It was it was very much like the root of a lot of movies. So it's like, right. yeah, I know the exact plot of this, because I've seen it done kind of better a thousand times, but this is the root of it, so and I have to... The, I can't... I don't... Maybe I'm a snob. I can't go back and watch a lot of movies like your Citizen Kane's and your Godfather's. See, most since people I get, think that the people who do do that are snobs, so I think it's more well, just a perspective thing. It, well, totally a perspective thing, but I, I try to get into it, and I try mm-hmm. to, like, it's like, oh, I'm appreciating this for you know, <laughs> the, 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 the root, like right. you said. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to appreciate it from that level, but it's just, like, nine times at a time, just bored. Like, I get just that, yeah. bored. I totally get that. I think it's just a perspective thing. Like, I kind of like those kinds of things. But right. I try not to, like, talk about it too much because I don't want to look like a snob. <laughs> like, I do genuinely like Citizen Kane. I can also see why someone would be sick of it and think it's annoying. If one more fucking person <laughs> tries to tell me, it's like, Citizen Kane pioneered many camera angles. It's like, I fucking know. Yeah, everyone knows. It's like the first movie. It's, I know. <laughs> like, it did a lot of really great things. It and did, it's a totally. good story. That said, everyone knows about it, and it's like the Sandman. Everyone who kind of knows about comic books knows that the Sandman is an important comic book. Have you heard of Neil Gaiman? Exactly. It's the exact same thing. It's like, okay, either someone who doesn't like comic books gets annoyed by you, or someone who does actually really, really like comic books is going to think that you're obnoxious. Right. 
But you can still like the Sandman. That's a weird Citizen Kane. It's just a weird middle ground where it's like you're annoying if you bring it up too much. It's a weird pet peeve of mine, and I don't know why. Like mm-hmm. it's it's everyone like, has those. Yeah, just Dude. just a weird thing. Um, Your first movie though. So okay, uh, we've kind of there's two things I'm a sucker for. Movie wise, and I can't explain to you why I'm a sucker for. I know them. the exact two things. Yeah, because you've shown me so many movies I added, that include I, these. I like them too. Right. So we have a weird crossover with that. One. Mm-hmm. I love a good sports movie. That's weird. Because I don't fucking care about <laughs> sports. But like, the, okay, here's the thing. It started with Rocky. Mm-hmm. Rocky ruined boxing. If I could get into boxing, like, okay, a boxing <laughs> match is actually two dudes. Or chicks walking up to each other. It's like tap, 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 hug, tap, hug, hug, tap, tap, hug. That's most boxing. No, through the fake boxing. Fucking right. But if you watch Rocky or Creed or a bunch of other movies or something like that, like Mm -hmm. you, you watch those movies and it's like, no, it's two people who don't even try to block punches and they take six hundred punches to the face and it's it sounds like thunder and cannons going off when they. That's what I like. But it totally makes sense, though. Like, I really like sports anime, and mm-hmm. I don't like sports. And there's two things that most sports movies and animes have in common, which is mm. very character-driven, and there's a journey. Because yes. sports are a great metaphor for a journey. Mm-hmm. So it makes total sense that you'd like those movies, even if you don't like sports, because they're usually a metaphor for a journey. Right. Am I being a snob right now? I can't tell. No, you can't. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, but let me get back to the sports thing. But yep. the, the other thing that I really, really like are character-driven dramas that stretch out over someone's life, like life story type things. I... I am such a sucker. Things like Goodfellas and and like a, like a bunch of stuff like that, like that blow and a bunch That's of other on stuff. That's my and list is Goodfellas. Goodfellas. I, I gotta watch it. You gotta I'm watch it. I'm wondering if it's I should really watch good. it with you. I'll watch you it. You really like it. Fuck so, yeah. It's on Netflix. Fuck yes. All right, we'll do that sometime. Yes. Without sleeping. Yes. Elle can't watch it. Elle can't watch it. I she, remember this story. I, we started dating and I tried. It's like, I'm going to show you one of my favorite movies. She tapped out like 30 minutes in and I felt so bad. It's Aww. the first time she ever tapped out of a movie, but like I could hear it in her voice. It's like, it's like, you are hating life right now. But anyway, um, the first one I want to talk about is Lord of War with Nicolas Cage. We watched this. We did watch I this. I know this one. Um, I, I know Nick Cage is a meme. He's yes. like a walking meme. Yes. Uh, the Shiro Cosmetics that I order from, you mm-hmm. know, the uh, eyeshadows, mm-hmm. they literally have one called, like, Nick Cage Raking Leaves in the Autumn. And it's That's a nice weird. autumn shade. It's just, it's just a funny name for it. It's just, a, yeah, yeah. It's just, it, yeah, it's just conjures. It's just, it's just <laughs> but it does conjure an image. <laughs> but what's weird is that a lot of people forget this. Nick Cage can act mm-hmm. if he cares. I. I know he produces like 600 Netflix films now. Yeah. Direct to DVD, like Hard Justice or fucking whatever. Like just, just what if just random name generator type stuff. But Lord of War is the story. They literally just pick any country and historical time and throw him in it. Yes. Sometimes. like those- Sometimes he's a crusader. Sometimes yeah. we tried to, it's like, oh man, we're going to watch a bad Nick Cage movie. It was bad. It was fine. It like, just it was wasn't... fine bad. It was yeah. like, oh, this, that was boring. There wasn't really much to make fun of. Nick Cage died in it. Like, Yeah, I think they filmed portions of that during Season of the Witch I with Ron so. Perlman. I think so. Like, it looked like he was wearing the similar outfit. <laughs> Tried to watch Left Behind. That wasn't oh, even fun that bad. That wasn't even fun bad. It was just anyway, bad. Anyway. Back to Lord of War. Lord of War. it is good. Lord of War is the story of an arms dealer uh, who... Uh, 
the, the, the movie doesn't even try to sell you a bill of goods like this is a really good guy he's a really good guy and you should feel for him it's it's the basically story of this guy who comes from a poor family in a shitty part of, that's of another a city thing that, that's another thread that goes through a lot of your movies yep. is someone starting out the poor, journey yep. making it to the top and, and then, then falling back down yep you love that i love it and i don't know why it makes I, you rock hard I, rock I, hard justice <laughs> But, um, yeah, basically, guy who st- uh, starts selling, like, he starts smelling like small pistols and stuff like that and builds his way up to, like, bombs and tanks and all that. And it follows his journey all the way through, like, the, the, the 70s and 80s and the, the fall of the Berlin Wall and how, like, the people just raided Russia after that. After it's like, what, when the Iron Curtain fell, it's like, oh my god, we have to sell all this shit. Because no one's watching. So basically, Gret- and he, he's got this other rival arms dealer, but he also he also starts a family. Mm-hmm. And it's basically him leading this double life. And it's 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 a really fascinating story. I love the way it's told. I and it's I'm not a fan of Jared Leto. Jared Leto plays his brother. It's hard to go back and watch God of God of War. Sorry. Lord of War <laughs> now. Because I just, it's like, damage. you're going to be the Joker one day, a really shitty Joker. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it, I, I I really am a sucker and I can't go into any more without spoiling right. stuff. But like, I'm a real sucker for uh, character driven stories where like it's up, down, up, down. And you don't really know exactly where it's going to end, but you probably know it's going to end badly. Right. Like from the very beginning of movies yeah. like that, you can usually like, ooh. But uh, Lord of War, I believe is on Netflix or it's been on Netflix forever. Yeah. Uh, I think think Netflix might own Nicolas Cage. They might, actually. They they possess his soul. (laughs) (laughs) But it's, it's, it's really, if you want a reminder of Nick Cage being able to act, I, I, it's, it's, it's kind of a subdued performance. He's not like shouting and screaming and running around. He has a few really good monologues, though. He does. Like right at the beginning, he has a good monologue. It also reminds me of, um, is it Thank You for Not Smoking that has the dad character who sells cigarettes? Two companies and like figures out how to sell them to children. Yes. Where it's clearly this guy has like morals that are not aligned with your typical right. person. But they don't try to make it look good or try to. It's just his perspective. Exactly. Like he will just say, like, I'm not firing the guns. Like, right. and then that's how he lives with himself. And they don't go any further than that to try to make you feel for the guy. You just live his life. And then through that, you do kind of feel for him, but it's realistic. It's not a thing where it's like, oh, I was tortured as a child, and now I do this. Right. It's like, it's literally just how this guy lives. It, and it's it's a fun ride. Yeah. And it's I, I love stuff like that. And if you guys know movies like that that you'd like to suggest, go right ahead. Oh, yeah. He loves that shit. I love it so much. <laughs> okay. Um, speaking of movies that try to justify things, hmm. this is one of the reasons I preempted this whole thing with these are not objectively the best movies ever. Because my next one is objectively maybe kind of a bad movie, but I don't think it is. Like, I think it's a fine movie. But it's nostalgic to me, and I don't think enough people have seen it. Um, the Joy Luck Club. Mm-hmm. Started off a book by Amy Tan, who is one of my favorite writers. Mm-hmm. Um, like, top three. I've read every book she's ever come out with. She's Her and Neil Gaiman are the two authors that I'll buy a book as soon as it comes out. Like, I will buy a new book. Right. I never do that. <laughs> like, almost never. I think the last one that came out was... Um, I can't remember the name, but I bought it. <laughs> so, in 1993, and I, I think I only memorized that date because I was two years old and that struck me, uh, the, the Joy Luck Club movie came out. And it has uh, Ming-Na Wen, who is Mulan. 
ah. as the main character. And rewatching it just now, because I rewatched it to make sure it was still like Does I could recommend it. Right. And it holds up exactly how I remembered, which is it's not the best movie, but it is a good movie. And mm-hmm. it has some things that I'm a sucker for. Um, usually anything that involves cross-generational, um, usually womanhood, because that's the books that you usually get. You don't get a lot of those for men. Mm-hmm. But for women, it's a lot of, like, my grandmother, my mother was like this, my grandmother lived like this. There's a lot of those, especially in Amy Tan's books. Um Yaya Sisterhood is another good example. Mm. And that's why I brought up the whole, like, trying to make things okay that aren't okay. Because there is a lot of, like, questionable parenting. Because it's a different time type thing? or Kind of. Right. Like, they show how these women grew up and, like, the things that they had to deal with and then how they deal with that in their children. Because there's the whole... Back in the 70s, this was a real thing when Amy Tan wrote the book is, like, the tiger mom... Um, cold Asian parent type right. stereotype. And it is a stereotype, but it is a stereotype that is kind of true because there's a different culture and a different type of parenting. Right. So it's kind of these women who you figure out, you find out what happened in their lives and then how that affected the children that they had and how that affected their lives in return. And it's all, I, I believe it's all women. I was skipping through it, but um, so far it's been all women. And I remember the book vaguely. The things that they don't handle well. Um, in the book, things that are supposed to go over years <laughs> will happen in, like, one day. Okay. In the in the movie. So, like, there's this one woman who, in in China, she married a man. He, he was abusive and kind of terrible to her. Right. Uh, he cheated on her. She had a son. And um, over time, she just, she had postpartum depression. She ended up drowning the baby. Oh. This is a very old movie, so I don't mind spoiling some parts of it. Right. In the movie, they make it look like he pissed her off once, and then she drowned the baby. Oh, right. So it's like, okay, a bit extreme. Right. Uh, (laughs) Like, I get it. He was... And the thing is, they also play up the abuse a lot. Like, he smacks her and brings a woman in and makes out with her in front of her. And it's like, okay, um, subtlety is not this movie's strong point. But... The stories are pretty, are really good. And the acting isn't terrible. It's not good, but it's not terrible. I think that the director either didn't give them much direction or gave them maybe some racist and bad direction where they were like, be more Asian, like have more of an accent or oh. something like that, which made the acting more stilted. Cause we all know Mulan can act. Like we heard her in Mulan. Like she can act, but in this, she's very subdued and very. Right. They also just kind of read passages of the book to you in the narrative. Oh. I'm 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 not giving this the book the hard this uh movie the hard sell. But it is a very good movie. It's a very sweet movie. Um just about I like any movie that kind of reflects on the past. Right. And obviously I like any movie that takes place in old Asia. I was like, about to say you are such a sucker. That's I am. your that's, that's your my thing. Yeah, China, like... Japan, it, Korea, it does not matter. Mm-hmm. I like it all. I like hearing about little children who grow up there. I literally watched A Brand New Life, which is about a little uh Korean orphan. Yeah, that sounded like a blast. <laughs> it was a little orphan Annie, but Korean. <laughs> but it's really sweet, and I, I like the idea that time goes forward, and like things reverberate, but you can either make up for the past, or get over it, and it's going to keep affecting you. And that doesn't mean that anyone who's gone through things deserves forgiveness, mm. which I think is kind of what the movie's pushing a little bit, where it's like, well, these women treat their daughters this way because they were treated this way. 
and that's kind of supposed to be justification. Mm. I don't like that idea. But I do like the idea of just presenting what happened. Like, there's, um, there was a scene in an old animated show. Do you remember Bob, God, and the Devil or something like that? Vaguely. It was on, it was on Adult Swim for like three days. Yeah, God. There was a scene where God was talking to a man about his father. Mm -hmm. And he was like, your father tried to give you a softer punch. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you have to forgive him. But you have to understand his ha- his dad hit him really hard, and then he hit you a little bit less hard, and that's what life is. Is like you're just moving forward. Right. It's not about forgiveness; it's about understanding. Right. And I don't know. That kind of gives me some comfort, and also it's just really pretty and just sweet and nice. And it's kind of that old movie. Um, every other film I looked at had at least like twenty five thousand people who watched it. That I considered putting on my list. This one only had like 1,000 people. Right. It's one of those so, movies that gets lost to time. Exactly. So I suggest it. I think it's a good movie. And it's a weird thing. I, I feel like that's going to be a thing more and more as time goes yeah, on because we so have so many options. Yeah. There, there are literally things that pop up on Netflix that don't even get the hype that are no. Netflix originals that it's yeah. like the stuff that gets hyped for a week. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, new Stranger Things, go watch it, go watch it. Ah, we're all done with that. Right. Like, there's so many things that just don't even get that. So, like, ten years from now, we're going to go, oh, that was a thing? With that actor? I need to try that. I didn't even know yeah. that it existed. So, like, that's... like. There's also an actor from The Prestige in, uh, I need I need to grab his name, Chow Li Chi. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in The Prestige, and I can only imagine that he's the little old Asian man, because there was Probably. only one Asian in The Prestige. Yes, so. I believe so. Yeah. Also, uh, don't expect all these people to be Chinese. It was 1993. Most of them are Japanese. You're lucky they weren't Italian somehow. Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> um, and like it's very lifetime original movie where, like I said, the like there's a lot of abuse because you know ancient China women, up, like the and acting. it's all ranked up. It's all like, well, we need to get the point across now because we're trying to tell eight separate stories right. because there's four moms and four doll, uh, four daughters. So like we need to tell all these stories. He abused her once and then she drowned a baby. Go, <laughs> like they're doing their best, but um, next movie. Speaking of the prestige. Is it the uh, prestige? Yes. Oh, no, I ruined it. Prestige? No. No, no, no. Uh, we talked about this. I'm going to go really quickly because we talked about this not that long ago. Don't don't rush yourself. Um, The prestige is a really good movie. It, I, it, I, I think it's a really good movie that doesn't get play, and I don't think it gets play for two reasons. Mm-hmm. One, uh, it's uh, while they were making the Batman trilogy, the good one that we're done with now. Um <laughs> Uh, they got a lot of the same actors, Christian Bale, and, and, uh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They got a lot of the same actors from that to play fucking magicians, which is weird. <laughs> so, okay. I'm not huge on period pieces. And I'm not huge, uh, on. That doesn't check out on paper because you've shown me a lot of period pieces. I've, I, not like, like 1800s like, London. Yeah, not like Marie Antoinette's right. or like. Like that kind of period piece. But like period pieces in like 60s, 70s, 80s, that type of thing. Like, yeah. like. Recent American history that I I understand a little bit. I wasn't there for it, but I get it. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you show me something in 1800s London, like, okay, The Greatest Showman. Yes. I don't know when that takes place, but it's like... It takes place, actually, in, like, I think 30s or 40s America. Right. This is the first freak show in America. Right. If I remember correctly. Point is, it's bad. Right, but, but, <laughs> From the, what I've heard. Right. So I don't like, know. So, Hugh Jackman is in this and Christian Bale, and um, it, it's it's... Just not to get the wires crossed. The Prestige came out a long time ago. It has nothing to do with The Greatest Showman. No, it doesn't. He just plays a a guy with a top hat twice. Right, he does. Yeah. And it, to me, it's like, 
Well, you really love wearing top hats. He loves hats, wearing Jack. top hats. I he think just... he wore one in Levis. He just he loves top hats. <laughs> he loves top hats and singing little jigs. He doesn't sing in the Prestige. But... No, no one sings in the Prestige. So the Prestige, uh, if you don't know what it's about, it's about two dueling magicians, basically in like late 1800s London, something like that, turn of the century, something like that. I'm not mm. sure, uh, but. Uh, Essentially, they are both trying to be the most famous magician. Like, that's their thing. They want to be the best. Classic magician. Not, like, actually magic. No. Like, no. Like, magician, magician. Yeah. I have to say that because we run a D&D podcast. Oh, yes. And when yes. you say dueling magicians, I think most people think Harry Potter. Not mages. <laughs> not mages. Uh, but, like, yeah, the pulling rabbits out of your hat, that type of thing. Yeah. But it's like, they're, they're, you know, like they're, they're both obsessed with being the best. They both have completely different styles. And both of them are trying to figure out how the other one is doing their tricks so they can steal it and do it better. Yeah. Uh, Hugh Jackman's character is more of the undercutty, I'll steal your stuff. But it's out of, um, it, it's out of this want for vengeance. It's like, well, I need to take everything you have because you've wronged me for some yeah. reason. And Christian Bale. He was wronged pretty hard. Oh, Not he spoil, absolutely was. He was wronged very hard. He was wronged hard. Um, and, and Christian Bale's character is just a little more of this egotistical, egotistical, I'm the best and will, I will, shirk off everything in life to be the best. Like, yeah. there are no distractions. There are no, I need to do this. And it's <laughs> this fascinating and surprisingly tense movie about two people and their obsession. And and if you're the type who gets, like, really hung up on, oh, I, I can already predict how this movie's going to go, this movie, you will not. There is, it is very not unlikely easily. that you will predict it. Because You like, might get I, one or two of them. We watched it together. Yep. And the fun, like, I have fun in guessing the ending. So it's really fun for me to, like, guess the ending and then second guess myself and then guess it again and mm -hmm. then second guess myself again. I don't think I ever actually guessed the ending in full. I guess parts of it. Yes. But I never guessed the ending in full. And you think it's going to end at a certain spot. So you're like, oh, I knew it. And then it's like, there's ten minutes left Way, in this movie. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, yeah. It's oh, fucked and up. Michael Caine. I love Michael Caine. I think he's uh, the best Alfred. Uh, yep, he is. I, 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 I really do. He is magnificent in this movie. He's charming and like, kind of father figure-ish, sort of mentor-ish. Um, and it's, it's really quite good. He is um, very good. David um, Bowie's in it? Yeah. He as plays Tesla? Tesla. Fucking Tesla. It's so fucking weird. It's really good. Yep. It's it's a really good movie. I, I second your suggestion. Andy Serkis is in it and gets to not be in fucking motion capture? Andy Serkis is Tesla's assistant. Really? Yep. Huh. Yep. That's Gollum. Aww. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's, it, it's a, it's a great movie. It's, it's like two, two and a half hours. It's, it's, it's a it's, longer one. It's yeah. a longer one. It's a ride. And it's, it, I'd say the first half of the movie is building. Like you're, you're getting to know these guys. And and then all of a sudden it's just boom, 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 boom. Like they just keep throwing things at you yeah. and you're, you're wondering the entire time. But, uh, highly recommended. It. It's really good. And I feel like it got lost to time because there was a dueling magician movie that came out with, um, Paul Giamatti and I think Ed Norton. I can't remember. I can't remember now. I can't remember, but it was it was about magicians, but ghosts or some shit. I saw it and I don't remember it, but I remember the Prestige. Yeah, and they came out close at the same time, so I think yep. it just got lost. In the it's like ants in a bug life. They were within like, a yep, yeah. They were within a month of each other. All right, so my final movie um, is an anime movie. Okay, you've seen it. Um, you know oh. what I'm about to say. Yes, because it's my favorite animated movie. Um, Paprika. So there was, there was this guy, his name is Satoshi Khan, Satoshi Kun, 
Um, I can't, I actually don't know how it's pronounced. K-O-N. I'm going to go with Khan, because that's how it's pronounced in uh, the anime. Uh, hmm? K-O-N. Khan. Khan. He passed away a few years ago, and he was... He was up there with Miyazaki, I think, as mm. far as what he did with what he had in the anime industry. He's he's creative. He had a very strong style. It never caught on as much, probably because it didn't appeal to children. Mm. Um, and I'm not saying anything bad about Miyazaki. I think he is also wonderful. But I mean, like, <laughs> he was probably his equal, but in different ways. Um, he I feel really... like Paprika would have been disturbing to children. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, don't show children Paprika. Yeah. Um, Satoshi Kun, he was very obsessed with mentality and consciousness and, like, what it means to be a person and what it means to be alive and things like that. He also did Millennium Actress, which is also famous and very good. He did Tokyo Godfathers, which is famous and very good. And he did um, Paranoia Agent, which is a great anime I've series. I've heard of that one. Yeah, I watched that one. Okay. And, and you watched me watch it, so that's probably where you heard of it. It has the little pink dog. Um... That doesn't mascot. ring a bell. Um, anyway, my favorite thing he ever did is still Paprika. Mm-hmm. And the entire movie revolves around a therapist in and a scientist who works with another scientist who is a brilliant man. And that's all we're going to say about him. <laughs> and not the fact that he is so fucking attractive. <laughs> yeah, it has a big guy in it. Sue me. <laughs> Literally, that's the only reason I know what it is, because Rebecca saw it and showed it to me because she knew I'd like him. Mm. Anyway, he's a scientist who has created a device that can let you into another person's dreams, which has a lot of uses and, like, it can change a lot of things. They want to use it to try to help people through therapy. There are other people who want to use it for bad things. And then that becomes a whole question of, like, whether consciousness is separate or not anymore, if you can go into another person's dreams, what's real, what's reality. It's a really messed up movie. Like, Fully Cooley is up there as far as confusing things right. go. Paprika is a whole nother level. I've <laughs> seen it at least ten times, and I still don't entirely get what happens. Right. <laughs> <laughs> from, like a, from a realistic level, I do not understand some of the things that happen. Right. I understand most of it. What's really good is the soundtrack is phenomenal. It has one of the best soundtracks ever in anime, like up there with Dot Hack Sign. The animation is beautiful and it it's cluttered, but it all works together really well. And the characters are all really good. Um, I like them all. <laughs> one more than the rest. There's a sound you made. <laughs> hmm? There's a scene with an elevator. Yes. It's the best scene ever to be animated, ever. You made a sound that made me question whether I should leave the room. <laughs> you should have, yeah. <laughs> no, it's... And I will... Okay. To be fair, for anyone out there who's really excited because they're going to maybe see... You guys know. There's an overweight character. Obviously. That's what we're fucking talking about. You know me. They aren't nice to him. They're nicer than most anime is to have your set characters. He's allowed to have a character. He's very smart. He's charming in his own way. They also call him names. Um, and they act as though his weight is something that reflects a part of his personality. Um, so go in knowing that. They're not nice to this character. But... To be fair, they also 
He eats a table full of food. Yeah. That, like, it's, like, more food than a fair. human. That's, that's, again, it's part of the joke. What? Yeah. Like, they I, make him a joke in that right. scene. Right. And, like, he's, he doesn't have his own thought process. That was a writer who did Oh, that. yeah, no, I'm not, It's right. like when people say, well, Bayonetta chose to dress that way. It's like, no, she fucking didn't. She's an animated character. Um, <sighs> so, yeah, it's not, like, it's not gonna break stereotypes or anything. But, he's a good character, um, he's a sympathetic <clears throat> character, and he's fun. And I, and the main character kind of has two characters in one, and that's really cool. Mm. And it's, it's an interesting movie. It's very, in- I suggest everyone watch it. And that's probably one of the more popular shows on my list, or most popular mo- movie on my list. But I think that's mostly because of anime fans knowing about it. Mm. I suggest, even if you don't like anime, that this is a good movie to watch. It's up there with, like, Spirited Away, where you should right. watch it even if you don't like anime, because it's really, really good. It's definitely a ride. Like, it's 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 probably something you're not, if you are if you don't pay attention to anime or something like that, yeah. it's something you haven't seen before. Right. It's and a different experience. You're kind of along for the ride, but it's really good. Um, <sighs> yeah. Um... Your last movie, sir. Okay, so I'm about to give you guys a hard sell, so get ready. <laughs> so it's right up there with Joy Luck Club, where it's like it's a really bad movie, but you should watch it anyway. It's here's the thing: it's a really good movie, mm-hmm. but man, um, is it a hard movie to watch? A, a slightly, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Cinderella Man is Ooh. the story of a boxer in the 20s. So Roaring 20s, everything's amazing, everything's going great. Uh, it's uh. Burr, what's his name? Uh, actor. Um, fighting around the world. Uh, he's in Gladiator. Russell Crowe. Russell there you Crow. go. You can't just say actor and then uh, look actor. at me like, come on. You know this. Actor. <laughs> <laughs> Brianna, come on. Actor. <laughs> um, so he's this 1920s boxer. And everything's going great, and like he's 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 in line for this championship shot and everything like that. And then they jump forward four years into the 30s. And if you know anything about American history, the 30s, uh, 1929 is the stock market crash, and the 30s is the Great Depression. Like it's the oh, worst. Yeah. yeah. There's an American girl, I believe her name is Kit, and she lived mm. in the in the Depression age. She she did fine though. From oh. the books I read, she was my favorite because Kit is also a fox. So. Ah. So she was my favorite American girl. Do you like that? Did you like contributed? She got a nickel once. It was great. Oh, she got. Oh, okay. Well, then she's a nickel. Yeah. Um, but like, if this, okay, this is a lot of like, uh, this guy's injuries have built up. He doesn't have that. They have no money. They go from being rich to having no money. Uh, and obviously he's trying to help support a family mm-hmm. and their electric gets turned off and they have no food and they have to, it's a rough ride. And then it's all him basically just trying to struggle and work and then climb his way back up. Mm-hmm. And it's actually really well done. I think it's a beautiful looking movie. It's, it's, it's really good. I'm not a huge Russell Crowe fan. I think he did a really good job in that. Um, Renee Zellweger's in it too. Uh, she plays the wife. Uh, so weird. Yeah. I only know her from comedies, so you're like, oh yes, there's this very dramatic piece about yeah. someone suffering, and, and I'm Renee not... Zellweger is in it. It's like, what? I'm... All I know is she can seam in her hair at one point in some No, comedy. no, no, that's Cameron Diaz. Oh, never mind. That's Cameron Diaz. Renee Zellweger was, um, Jesus. Uh, she was in Me, Myself, and Irene with Jim Carrey. She's been in a bunch of different stuff. You've seen her. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, Bridget Jones's Diary. Yes. Okay. Okay. I never I watched that, but I know who you're talking about. I'm not a fan 
she has a way of speaking that's just like, huh? <laughs> like it's a weird way of speaking, and she does it in this. It's almost um old Hollywood actressy. I guess that works for the twenty. I guess it does. It's just it, like she's fine. I don't know how distracting it would actually be. Like cause I haven't seen this movie. She has so. a lot of scenes, and it's mm. distracting to me. Oof. But it's it's fine. Like that it's, was. It's, I watched The Godfather, and uh, it's the first one, so I didn't see. Um, the director's daughter, who apparently is very bad in the second one. Ah. Uh, but in the first one, there's a sister character who is not a very good actress. She's not mm. in a lot of scenes, but every time she's in there, I'm like, oh, honey. Yeah, it's hard to be in a movie where there's like, and this this award-winning actor, and this award-winning actor, and you. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's exactly. tough to be, yeah. Um, but anyway, it's a really good movie. It's uh, 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 Paul Giamatti's in it, who I like. Um, oh, you love Paul Giamatti. I don't know why. He's an underdog. He's one of those Aww. dudes It's like, look, you're never going to be a leading man. You look like Paul Giamatti. I'm sorry. <laughs> those are the cards you were dealt, but you're a damn fine actor, and I will support you. That's the thing is, Paul Giamatti is his own, like, category. Like, yep. <laughs> he's in his own category, but he also created a category of gentlemen. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a really good movie. It's, uh, it's one of those that kind of got lost to time again. I, I think it came out and it was just like, it just kind of like slipped away. I don't remember anybody talking about it. I don't see it played on TV or whatever. But yeah, it's a, it's a really good movie. I suggest you check it out because it's, again, it combines two things I like, which is like human interest type story thing that covers a large span of time and a sports movie. I, I don't know why. That's a thing that I really, it's a really thing you like. like. Yeah, it's, everyone has things they like. Like a mower, for like instance. Like that, like that leaf blower that's like outside. That leaf blower that's, that's literally right outside our window. Don't they know it's Tuesday? It's they do this on Thursdays. I don't know, man. Anyway, um, I'm gonna keep talking through it. Fuck it. Okay. Uh, sorry guys. Nothing we can really do. And I wanna keep talking. Uh, I think that everyone has, like, a genre that isn't in itself a genre. Like, my my thing with, like, stories about uh, women in old China. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not... Like, it's technically historical fiction, but it's like, I don't like all historical fiction. Specifically Asia, usually. Right. Sometimes I can go into, like, medieval Europe. Like, that also works for me. In, in a pinch. In a pinch. That's what I'll take. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, it's a weird, like, sports movies. It's not all sports movies. It's sports movies, and it has to be character-focused, and the mower has to be right outside the window. Yes. Maybe we should pause for a little bit. Okay. Let's pause, and when we come back, emails. Well, we'll we'll, we'll go over the movies one more time, so you can write them all down, and then we will... Fucking mowers. One second. I like... All right. The, the mowers have stopped fighting each other <laughs> for the time being. Um, real quick, before we do emails, did you want to uh, say the movies again? Yeah, sure. Because whenever I'm listening to a podcast and they recommend movies and they don't repeat them at the end, I'm not going to go back and <laughs> try to find them. Um, so the movies for me are The Voices with Ryan Reynolds, uh, Joy Luck Club with Mulan. She's she's adorable. and uh, she's just Mulan. It's- I know. <laughs> Uh, she actually goes by like six different names. So, oh. uh, and uh, Paprika by Satoshi Kun. Uh, mine were Lord of War uh, with Nick Cage, as strange as that is. Uh, the Prestige with uh, Hugh Jackman and uh, uh, Michael Caine and Christian Bale. And uh, Cinderella Man with uh, 
I forgot his name again. Russell Crowe and uh, Renee Zellweger. Nice. So, yeah, that's so it. Those are the six movies that we recommend you watch at some point. If any of them sounded interesting. And if you watch them, let us know. Let us know how you feel. Because the whole reason we started, we came up with this idea is that a bunch of people are writing in about movies that they watch because we recommended them. Yeah. Um, and we thought that was super cool. So we thought we'd recommend more. Yeah. And if we got, uh, if, if there's, there's at some point we just want to sit down and do that, like we can just recommend a few more and yeah. Yeah, I definitely have more. Yeah. So, all right. Um, would you like to read the first one, or you like me? Uh, I'll go. Okay. Uh, Mimi! Hi, Mimi. <laughs> I thought the mowers were coming back. It's a plane. Hi, guys! Just a quickie, uh, because it's 5 a.m., but I had to get involved. Oh my god, this is so funny. So, I'm a bit behind. Uh, you just, uh, you just start on Final Fantasy X, Final Fantasy uh, X2. Uh, I just started playing this game again. Like Bree, I have never completed it for the same reasons, but I just downloaded these on my PS4. So play and relive to, uh, to play to play and relive my youth. Uh, it's so funny listening to you talk about this. Uh, for the record, we used to call him Tidiars because he was a dick. Lulu was my first animated crush, and even now would kill to cosplay that. But you can imagine how heavy that would. Can you imagine how heavy that would be? Uh, what the fuck was with Waka? <laughs> Waka was... Waka was great. You worst. all, stop being Waka haters. <laughs> He's Blitzball, yeah? Uh, but I hated him because I sucked at playing that damn ball game, and for the life of me, Everyone couldn't did. recall the name of it. He's Blitzball, yeah? He's Blitzball, yeah? That's, it's, his accent is so weird because it's like Jamaican, but also like Afrikaan. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Um, um, I love it, though. Mm-hmm. And no one else in the world has that accent, so it's like, I think he was just dropped on his head as yeah, a child. I think he was just mentally deficient, that's the thing. Because they never hint, like, they hint that, like, okay, Riku's Albed. They speak a different language. Yeah. She doesn't have an accent at all. No. Waka speaks the one language that they speak and doesn't seem to come from any other place. No. <laughs> but that's how he talks, and yeah. I love it. I absolutely adore it. I, he's... It, He's like whatever that universe's version of like French Canadian is. Like it's like what accent is that? That's interesting. That's an Xavier. Yeah, yeah. That makes me like Waka even more. Mm. I love Xavier. I like Xavier. I don't like Waka. <laughs> uh, so yeah, now I feel old playing this, but it's cool. I might try and complete this game uh, this time. Uh, keep nerding it up. Love it. Right. Good night. Thank you. Oh golly. Um. I love Final Fantasy X. Um, I I would need to go back and play it. I haven't played yeah. it in so long. Here's the, I don't deny any of the... We talked about this to death already, uh-huh. but it's one of those things... It's kind of like growing up an anime fan. It's There are things that are bad about anime that you're like, that I find endearing. And then there's things you find, you find that are bad about anime that you're like, oh, I actually dislike that. Right. And it's the same thing with Final Fantasy X, where I'm like... I find almost everything that most people hate about Finding Fantasy endearing. Right. Um, but also stupid. It's like when a baby <laughs> falls down, you're like, oh, it's so stupid. <laughs> it's adorable. Anyway, um, this one is from ya boy Danny. <laughs> is that how you signed off? So I'm going to call you that. That's your full name now. Ya boy. Ya boy. Um, hey, Bri and Jason. It's been a hot minute. How you doing? I already like your boy, Danny. How how long is a hot minute? That's a long minute? I think it's a long minute. It's a long because minute? Because it, it feels warm, and you're like, oh, okay. oh it's so hot. Okay. And then it makes time last longer. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
been okay, more or less. But I was wondering something. I've got some issues with my body image that I'm working through, but that's another story, to the point where I hate exercising around other people. Despite this, I still feel the need to do something, so I started doing as many push-ups as possible every night before bed. I went from only being able to do around 10 if I pushed myself to around 70 on a weekday or, if I'm hungry, 80 on average. Hmm. My question is, what kind of exercise would you recommend for someone who hates jogging and going to the gym because other people are there? I'm asking because it's been almost two years of push-ups and I'm kind of getting bored, but I need something to tire my body out before bed. Any advice um, is good advice. Good luck with your mental health and monetary wealth. Uh, Touch your faces, your boy Danny. (laughs) Your boy. Oh, I totally get the not wanting to exercise in public oh, thing. Oh, yeah, me too. I've never wanted to exercise in I public. I don't even have that bad a body image, but exercising in public's hard. It is. Um, I had a gym you... membership, and I still didn't like it. Right, and it's something you said, like we both said, like, it's like, hey, we're going to go do that. And we just kind of put it off until Honestly, we didn't do. Honestly, I dread the walk to the gym more than the gym itself, hmm. because it's going to be hot or yeah. cold. Or it's going to be hot. It's going to be sunny, no yeah. matter what. Anyway, um... Uh, resistance cable's good. Yeah, I have it's, a resistance cable. Yeah, it's a super cheap thing you can go buy, and, uh, it, 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 it still works out your arms, like push-ups. I have but your resistance cable that yeah, you gave me. Yeah. I didn't want to, I didn't want to pretend <laughs> it was actually mine. <laughs> well, you're using it. I don't use that one in any way, because it's, 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 it's too light. It's too light for you now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's a super cheap exercise you can do because uh, I'm not I'm also not into buying a lot of equipment right. and things like that because one where are you going to store it two it's expensive and all that yeah um, obviously like sit ups crunches that type of thing yeah. like crunches cheap. are good yeah uh, there's this dumb thing I do called uh, glute bridges and I showed it to you once it's yes the, it's the weird humping motion one yes um. It looks like you're doing early 90s, like, dance club. Yeah, like, it's, yeah. it's really dumb looking. But it does, like, it, it makes my butt feel all tight and cool. Um, s- squats is another good one. Um, if you go online and look up exercises for apartments or things like that, oh, yeah. there's a lot out there. And it sucks doing, like, it sucks doing the research because half the time you'll just find diet things and, yep. like, uh, a lot of making you feel worse about your body. Just don't read what they write. Just look at the pictures. And if the picture looks like something you like to do, like, for me, one of the big things is making sure that I can do it while watching television. Right. I know that's stupid, but that's, I, I, will, I do it while I'm watching YouTube or something. Right. Um, yes. So just look at the pictures and like, hmm, does that look like something I want to do? Or it would feel good to do. Yeah, and it, there's a bunch. There's a bunch of stuff out there like that that doesn't take a lot of time. It yeah. works out different stuff, and you don't have to go out in public. So yeah. that's fun. Because I'm not a jogger either. I've never been. No. Uh, but yeah, good luck, Danny. Let us know how it goes. Yeah. Uh, before you and I go any further, mm-hmm. uh, I just, we wrote it down and everything. We wrote it down and everything. Um, Brandon and Ashley. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Um, you may recognize those two names because they've emailed in a thousand times. They've been super supportive. Awesome people. Uh, we're friends with them on Facebook. They're really, really, really nice people. And they're getting ready to celebrate an anniversary this month. Yeah. Um, so happy anniversary, happy guys. Happy anniversary, guys. Uh, that's, that's, that's really friggin' awesome. Um, again, if you go back and listen to their emails, they're, they're amazing. Yeah, they've been writing for, to us for like, a year, two years or so? It's probably Maybe closer to two longer, years. Yeah. yeah, it's it's probably closer to that. But yeah, man, uh, super nice folks and really hope you guys have a great anniversary. Yeah. Huh. 
Another email? We're the worst. We are the... We're all the worst because we just have the worst memories. Yeah. That's that's going to be a thing. I blame the mower. <laughs> Your turn. Um, this one is from Mitch. Uh, hello, J- uh, Brian Jason. First off, I would like to apologize for my last email, even though I, I, I just about wet my pants whilst operating my machine at work. The horror in both of your voices as I was talking about my dog, Molly, was almost too much for me to contain. This is a weirdly formatted email. It's because there's a picture on the bottom, ah, so it's long. That's why I grabbed the thingy gotcha. to try to help. Thank you. Uh, in the last GMT, you asked if anyone had a 3D TV. A few years back when I was living with my parents, they had one. Uh, the TV was a slim TV for the time, about three to four Ooh, inches thick. so slim. Shit. Uh, the 3D glasses had quite a thin frame compared to most of the models, but they had a bulky piece on one of the arms where the battery went. I, okay, that's another thing. I saw that in our Discord server, which you can reach by going to patreon.com slash D-A-N-D-R, uh, and, and five bucks a month. Five bucks a month, we'll get you on that Discord server. Anyway, uh, plus a bunch of audio. Yeah. But uh, th- that was the thing. I forgot those fucking glasses had batteries I, and needed I to be charged. Know. I forgot. Like, that's one of those things like, oh, yeah, they, there was... Something making them 3D, like, I don't know what the technology is uh. for that, but yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh, in my opinion, uh, I did not like the 3D aspect of the TV as it felt, uh, it, it felt it, of the TV at all, as it felt like it did not change much to me. Uh, that could be because I wear prescription glasses, but the script... Uh, I need aren't that bad, so I'm not sure if that made much of a difference. That's another thing. Like if you wear glasses and you like, it's you have like to wear glasses, glasses, over your glasses. At, yeah, that's that's cumbersome and terrible. Uh, Besides, the TV had a great feature with the glasses where you could use use them as a split screen TV for up to two pairs uh, of glasses, meaning that you could play split screen video games and not be able to screen check whilst playing. That is a weird, obscure feature, but Yeah, neat. it doesn't matter anymore because no games allow split screen yeah. or allow you to play with your friends in the same room anymore. So wait, like one of the lenses would show no, you stuff? No, it's, um, each person would get their own screen. So you know how it would be top and bottom for racing? Right. You would only see the top in your glasses. Oh, that's fucking weird. Yeah. That's super weird. That's, that's witchcraft. I don't <laughs> That's so obscure because now you don't do split screen games no. anymore. There's no such thing. Uh, on another note, I would like to thank you both. This isn't for anything new you have done. Uh, I've been listening uh, to all the content again, and I'm up to episode 137 in GMT 51. In listening to the content you have released again, I have come to realize just how much of an impact you've had on my life. There are aspects of myself that have changed uh, since I started listening to you guys over a year ago. Uh, and I have only realized as I have been going back through the episodes. Oh, that's, that's nice of you to say. Uh, you have both made me a better person, and I would just like to let you both know that. Uh, I listen to you guys whilst I work and go through six episodes a shift. Holy shit! Uh, so that's a good 12, 13 hour workday, something like yeah. that. Uh, you guys are great company, and I really appreciate everything you do. Hope everything is going well. Mitch. P.S. I've attached a picture of a sunset as I started to work whilst on GMT 127. Oh, that is beautiful. That is a beautiful sunset. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Mitch. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is Mitch again. Hold on one second. Um, I forgot to add this to my last email. Probably, uh, it probably has something to do with the fact that I wrote it on break at late, uh, late shift. Anywho, I saw a post on Facebook the other day uh, about there being a Duke Nukem. I'm, I'm guessing he's talking about the movie. I was just wondering your opinions on the matter. That is all. Thanks again. Apparently, John Cena is going to be playing Duke Nukem in a Duke Nukem movie. There's nothing about that sentence that appeals to any part of my brain. I don't... If I don't hate John Cena as an actor. I think he's had, like, a couple of, like, funny things. He's got decent comedic timing. If this is, like, a parody of Duke Nukem, that could work. If this is just a straight-up, look how badass Duke Nukem is, I think you're about 15 years too late. Yeah. That's the thing is, um, I don't care about Duke Nukem. Like, at all. Nor never, should you. But even before the the really shitty game came out, like right. back when it was a nostalgic thing people liked, I didn't like the nostalgic thing people liked. Right. And then I also don't care much about John Cena. I haven't really seen him in anything except for Fernando. Right. Um, which is the, the Bull movie. Um, Ferdinand. Ferdinand. What did I call Fernando? Fernando. Oh. It's all bullshit. Um <laughs> Well, you know him from wrestling? How about his wrestling? Yeah, that's also bad. Um, Try sitting through 15 years of that. I Every time <laughs> John Cena shows up for a match, I just want to leave. Like, I just want to leave and not come back. Dude, he's been doing that since 2004, Even 2005. when he loses, it doesn't look like he loses, so it doesn't no. matter. Like, anyway. The this, meme this is no be one our, beats Superman. This this could be its own episode, but, like, being able to sell being hurt is one of the most important things about wrestling that the people who are on top don't think they have to do anymore. Some and of them don't. Randy Orton and John Cena both are in that court. Of the group, Nakamura still does it. And I'm yeah. like, I respect Nakamura for that because he's in the, the clique. Yeah. And he still sells when he's hurt. Yes. John Cena and Randy Orton both refuse to do that, and that pisses me off. <laughs> Anyway, we all know wrestling is fake. Just pretend to lose sometimes. <laughs> like, you don't even actually have to lose. You just have to make it look like you're trying at all. Anyway, I'm really, I'm really bitter about this. Um, oh, this is, this is the one you told me about. Yes, uh, I, I skimmed this one one morning. Mm-hmm. Ahem. Hello, Jason and Bree. How's it going? I'm doing well, kinda. See, I have so- something of an issue going on in my social life that you guys might be able to help me with. Ever since I was in grade school up until joining college, I have been the thirstiest guy you've ever met. 
Um, I was the type of guy who didn't unironically use the term my lady, something that typing now makes me cringe. Luckily, I never owned a fedora, but don't worry, it gets worse. Uh, my last name is Valentine, and I think that has been factored into my development somewhat, somewhat in that I develop a crush on a, pretty much any girl who would talk to me on a vaguely regular basis. I placed relationships on an incredibly high pedestal, and I tried really hard to get a girlfriend. Female friends of mine have since told me that the problem with that is was the mental framing of getting a girlfriend. Anyways, the point is, I've historically had no low standards when it came to the kind of girls I developed crushes on. The problem therein lies, I cannot for the life of me maintain a platonic friendship with a girl without developing feelings for them. Um, and that was all in caps. I'm just not gonna. Yes. <laughs> um, I tried to surround myself with really cool people, and I like being around, that I like being around. Normal, right? One of those people is a girl I've known since sophomore year of high school. At the time, I had met her through church, and I fell for her hard. I eventually made my feelings known to her, but she didn't feel the same. Like a butthurt crybaby, I stopped hanging around in the same circles as her because I hadn't at that point gotten used to rejection, despite having gone through it around eight times by that point. After my first breakup, as mentioned in the previous email, we reconnected. I hadn't really had any friends to my name, so I cast a wide net, trying to reconnect with as many of my previous friends and acquaintances from high school as I could. About seven people wrote back, and soon enough, I was back to having a friend group again. She was person number one. All right. We had to take a quick break because there were people screaming outside, so sorry if this feels a little disjointed. It's only been like ten minutes, but this GMT is cursed, so um, back to what this person, Danny, was saying. Um... I was back having a friend group again. She was person number one. She and I took some time to just hang out and catch up, um, see Moana and some other movies that had come out, and we really had fun time getting back into the swing of things. It was fun just sitting and talking to her, and I confided in her about things that I was still hurting from the relationship. Over time, I began to realize that she was my best friend. I even tried to help set her up on a date with another close friend of mine that she'd developed something of a crush on. He agreed to the date, but never went through with it for reasons that I'm not even sure about at this point, but that's another story. Unfortunately, things as they were weren't to last. I went back to school, she stayed in, ho- in town working, and that friend group continued over the internet, though she began to slowly detach from it. Another long story short, I started a short and passionate relationship with somebody that I introduced to the friend group, and then she dumped me, um, while remaining a crucial part of that group. After some time, she started dating a number member of that group, and at this point, my psychiatrist recommended that I leave the group, since being there made me unhappy, and I felt like I had to be there or I'd be missing out on some. But I felt like I had to be there or I'd be missing out on something. Since the group was online, it was easily doable. Um, but I'll talk about that at some other point, because that's not what I wrote for today. This last winter, me and my best friend, let's call her Kay, um, started hanging out again in person since I was back from college for the holidays. We saw movies, went shopping at the mall, and played mini golf, which mini golf, which was super fun. I even got invited to go to the New Year's party with some of my friends from some of her friends from the theater. Uh, we went to an anime convention where I had, I think, a panic attack, but that's another story. Funny, I have a lot of another stories, lol. Um, whether you read this stuff the next several uh, brackets is up to you. Um, I'm just going to read it. Um, at the party, she was comfortable enough sharing platonic kisses with some of her friends there. Don't ask me, but that's the way things were. Uh, There's mistletoe and everything. We enjoyed spending time with each other, and it wasn't until the day before I left for school again where I'd realized I'd developed feelings for her again. 
We were in the parking lot of the mall, getting ready to go when I told her. She replied that she doesn't feel the same way. I knew she wouldn't, but those feelings all but blindsided me. Before we left, she agreed to kiss me platonically. I have trouble with that word, I'm sorry. Um, saying beforehand, I swear if you develop more feelings for me, I'll punch you. I don't know what to do, or at the very least, how to do it. I don't know... I don't want to have feelings for her. She really isn't my type. Um, and I know I'm not hers, but despite the overwhelming number of reasons why I shouldn't have feelings for her, they still exist. We both agreed to give each other a little bit of space over the next semester so I could figure out how to see her just as a friend and not romantically. My question is how? Um, Jason and Bree, you guys are, you guys are both the gender and I'm assuming body type that the other is attracted to. Nope. <laughs> and yet you maintain an extremely close yet still incredibly platonic friendship with each other. Um, do you have any advice for a thirsty bastard like me? The internet is no help with these situations. I just want to be able to be friends with really cool girls without feeling my heart go doki doki. You put Ugg in there, and I removed that because I think you needed to feel the shame of not having the Ugg in there. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to be lighthearted. Um, please help me, please, please, please. Thanks, you thirsty boy, uh, Danny Valentine. Who I think it's the same Danny from before. Yes, I believe so. Your boy. Unless you both used your boy, but I don't think what you did. Odds? I think they're the same person. Yeah. Um, <sighs> this is a tough one. Because I actually, okay, um, I have a friend. I'm not going to name her, but um, I have a friend who asked a very similar question about a year ago. Mm. Where she was asking me how you can have platonic friendships with the other sex. Because um, her, at the time, romantic interest had a relationship with another girl that was supposed to just be friendly. And she was very jealous. Um, and I could not for the life of me, explain to her how not to do that. Right. It's. I feel like it's something that's just kind of innate. I don't know. Because, like, I've never had problems having male friends and not being attracted to them. To be fair, I have a very specific type. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't know. If there were a guy who were my type in our friend group right now, it's very likely that I would have a crush on him. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know what to say. I think sometimes people confuse uh, general closeness and comfort mm -hmm. with romantic feelings, right? Because if you're, and this is, I'm, I'm just trying to extrapolate from the email. You said this person that twice now you've developed feelings for isn't even your type. Mm -hmm. So take type out of, uh, take type out of out the, the equation. equation. This, I, I think this may just be your thirsting for, you want to jump into the relationship portion where you're just comfortable around each other right. and your friend, that's, that might be, it's not, it's not even necessarily about sex and attraction and all that. It's, it's the comfort of, of being with somebody and. I think that there's something broken inside, um, the way that the media portrays relationships. Mm. Where in the media, very often, you only see girls being friends with girls and guys being friends with guys and guys and girls being romantic with each other. Yes. So to have a close relationship, I think some people think that to be friends as a boy and a girl, you need to be romantic. And that is completely untrue. Like, you can just have a platonic friendship. And I know that doesn't need to be explained to most people. Right. But I do think that a lot of times you take what you see on media and portray that in your life. Right. So you love this person, obviously. And 
something in your mind might be blocking you from seeing them as a friend because they are female. If that's not the case, please correct. But you said you had this problem with all females. Yes. Like, you didn't say it was just this girl. You said it was all women. You have trouble having a platonic relationship for them. And I think that comes from, in your mind, there's something inside of you that's like, a girlfriend is what I need because I need someone to love and trust and care about. And the media has taught me that I cannot have a female version of this person unless we are in a romantic situation. That's not true. Jason's my best friend. I'm single. I trust Jason with everything. We hug. Mm -hmm. We tell each other we love each other. Mm -hmm. There is no romantic part of our relationship. There's no sexual part of our relationship. God, no. That's why when you said, like, you're each other's type, no. (laughs) I would, I'm, I'm heavy set. You're not the right kind of heavy set. Right. I don't know that, that, yes. I, I. (laughs) And there's also, I think that when you're friends with someone, there's something you just kind of turn off in your head. It's not an option. It's It's, not. It's almost like hearing someone's married. Right. It's like there's something in your head that just kind of turns off, like they're off limits, so I never look at you that way. Right. And, and I think that's kind of returned. Yeah. Well, I have a fiancé, one. Like, okay, and we two, all have like, the you're right my best parts. friend. Yeah. Right. But there's something in our heads that just kind of turns off that anything sexual to do with my friend. Right. Like, we're like brother and sister. Yes. Um, but better, because I, I actually want to talk to you. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> well, I love my sister, too. Yeah, I have so. one of each. Um, well, I here's, here's the thing. I... I had close guy friends, mm-hmm. and I've always gotten along with women more, better, I think, on, on a yeah. different level. But for the most part, throughout my entire life, I have had closer guy friends just because of circumstances. That's the, the mm-hmm. Magic the Gathering card club in school. Right. Guess what? A lot of guys. Not a lot of ladies. Not a lot of ladies. Not a lot of ladies. Um, I like how you inserted the gathering in there. That's that wasn't in the official name. No, it was not. It was the Magic Card Club. Make it sound as lame as it was, Jason. Jesus Christ! It also made it seem like you were doing magic tricks. It it did, yeah. But like Um, not prestige. (laughs) No, like is this your card? (laughs) Wait, come back. Um, So that and then factory work is predominantly Mm -hmm. male, Uh, and then all the way up through the show. I'd say because the, uh, the 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 wrestling stuff was not mm-hmm. a lady magnet either. That just right. wasn't a thing. So up until I basically met you and Izzy and Jamie and and started hanging out, that they you, know, you guys were were exceptionally close female friends. Mm-hmm. And again, you're you're the closest friend I've ever had. Yeah. Um, just because like we we spend most time together, yeah. we work together, we you know hang out. So. But that's never been a thing. No. And I don't, uh, I, I can't, there's no formula to tell you why that's not a thing, I guess. It's just. I guess, um, the best <laughs> I could do is I do remember what falling for someone feels like and what mm-hmm. happens. The thing where you like, when you're with her, if this happens again, honestly, for, for most of my advice, I think it's the advice a lot of people would give, which is like, cut off contact because clearly you can't deal with it. Yeah. But if you want to try to make it work. When you start noticing you're doing the thing, which is a thing lots of people do, you're staring at her and you're you're imagining what kissing her would be like, or you're imagining what holding her would be like, and you're imagining all these things, try to turn that off because that is not an option. And you're hurting yourself and you're hurting her and you're hurting your relationship by doing that. Yeah. If you actually want to be your friend, which it sounds like you do, and you want to learn how to have platonic friendships, the thing you need to do is figure out how to turn off that level of attraction. And it is something you can control. Because 
everyone doesn't want to sleep and fall in love with everyone they meet who is their type or who right. has the same interests as them. There's something you can turn off, whether it's because they're your friend or because they're married or just because they aren't interested in you. You can turn it off. It is, uh... It's hard. I'm not, Yeah, I'm not going to say that there isn't gray area and there's a lot to it and everything like that, but right. it, go, it does come down to a simple black and white formula for this one mm-hmm. part. Do you appreciate this person in your life as a friend? Would, uh, would you be sad if they were absent from your life? Because twice now, you have approached this person and said, I have feelings for you. And twice now, they've told you, I do not share those feelings for mm-hmm. you. If you continue down that path, you're going to lose your friend and you won't yeah. have that person in your life. There's nothing wrong will, with approaching the person and saying, look, right. I have feelings for you. But once they come back, it's like, yeah, I don't feel the same way. That's it. Yeah. As as a female who has had this happen with friends before, that is a very alienating thing. The first time, it's kind of like, okay, we can get past this. Yes. The second time, it becomes harder. If there's a third time, you might not be able to come back from that because what you're telling her as you continue is I can't see you as a friend. Yeah. And as a as a female who has been in that situation with guys I'm just straight up not attracted to in high school, like, you know, like skinny dudes came up to me and like that was a, that was a thing. Uh eventually I just stopped being their friend on principle because they didn't want me as a friend. Right. And I felt that from them. Like I had I can remember two separate times I wanted to be friends with guys who First, they would come to me and say that, for, well, it was high school, so they would never say it first. First, I had to pick up on it nine or ten times before they finally fucking say something. Right. Which is so much worse, by the way. There's this girl that I like. I talk to her every... Fuck you. Like, I know it's high school and everyone's awkward, but that was the worst situation, is knowing that they had a crush, but they wouldn't just tell you. I know, and it's... I And, every, like, I get it. But it was still... But then they would come to me and they'd say it, and then I'd tell them no. Right. And then we try to still be friends. And the first time was fine. Like, the first time I'd just be like, oh, okay, they got it. We're just friends now. Mm-hmm. Both times they came back a second time with their feelings. And I still said no. They never handled it well the second time. Mm. Um, both of them kind of lost their minds. I'm not saying this is what happened with you, uh, Danny. But if so far it's been good, I'd say if, it, if there's a third time, don't even talk to her. Like, just say, I can't do it anymore. Um, if you guys reconnect and you still can't think of her as anything but romantic, just spare your, just spare both of you the trouble and just kind of cut it off until maybe you're, you've grown up a little bit more. Because I do think it comes with maturity too. Well, it's a th- if you approach somebody and tell them, you know, you have feelings for them and stuff like that, especially after the second time, they're going to start to look at everything you do as exactly. like, are you just biding your time until like, right. I feel, like, is, is, is there is a... Is this friendship a friendship to you or right. is this waiting? Is right. this trying to wait me out? Because that's what it feels like eventually. Is there a, a is there an ulterior motive to, uh, to, ulterior motive to you anything do. you do? Yeah. Yes. And that, uh, yeah. And then there's also that feeling of, am I misleading you by being your friend? Mm. That's one I still have. I'm, I'm, right now I don't have a very comfortable dating life because I'm so terrified of like leading someone on, quote right. unquote, because of these things that happened to me in high school and college where I thought I had a friend and then they weren't a friend. They were trying to get with me. Right. And then I thought I still had a friend because I explained the situation. Right. And it turns out I was leading this person on, quote unquote. And that sucks. Like you feel really guilty. And you shouldn't feel but guilty about thing. not you're liking not, someone. You're not leading anybody on. If you if you explain to them, it's like, look, I don't have that, you know, I don't share that feeling for you. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to being friends. 
you're not leading anybody on at that point. You've explained the situation. Right. If they stick with it and they're in the, the, the quote unquote friendship, but they're, they're waiting. That's on them. Yeah. That's not on you. That's true, but there's still a guilt to it. Of there's course still, there is. I understand. That goes hand in hand with the whole, like, it's hard to recover from that multiple times. Right. Because this happened once. It happened again, which kind of sucks. And if it ever happened a third time, if you can even reconnect after this, there probably won't be another chance no. um, from the lady and probably from your heart. Like, you, you can't do it if yeah. you can't let it go. And that's why I said, like, the one thing you should do is there is a process to falling for someone. Yeah. And one of those steps is kind of gazing at them longingly. And that happens. As much as we want to pretend it doesn't happen like it happens on TV. That's exactly what happens. Like, you look at their lips. Like, I remember that very vividly. So when you're doing that, be aware of it and just stop and see if that helps. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I've never really been in the position where I needed to turn off feelings for someone. So this is coming from a place of like that. But. And I, dude, I have, like, it sucks. Like, it's one of those things where it's, it's, you just have to realize, well, in your case specifically, you're talking about all females basically are on the table. Like, every woman yeah. is, and that's, you can't approach things like that. Cause it's, no. it's. It's not a healthy way to look at it, because uh, you're then at that point you're not paying attention to things like personality or whether you'd be compatible or whether right. there's any like. And another thing that might honestly help a lot is join some dating apps. I know it sounds lame, but at least then there's a line in the sand. You're both looking for the same thing from the start. Yeah, and maybe that could really help you with your platonic relationships because you can go into those relationships going. Well, no, there's this girl online I'm talking to, or these there are these girls who do want to actually like be on dates with men right now. And this woman I'm talking to at school, who just happens to be studying the same class as me, isn't on the table right now. Unless yeah. she says something about being single or about, like, wanting to be together. That's one thing. It, But that might draw more of a line and say, I'm saying specifically for you, not for everyone. That yeah. won't work for everyone. No. But helping to establish boundaries might might help. Like, exactly. uh, parameters, like, to, to So to you can have it. a little zen, like, little zen graph of, like... These are the girls that are available for dating, and these are the girls I'd like to be friends with. Right. And you can keep them kind of separate. And, yep. Um, I'm not saying never approach, like, in general, I'm not saying men should never approach women in person. I'm saying for you, this might work. Yeah, it might help. Um, but let us know how things go, man. Keep in contact with us, and wish you all the luck. Yeah, good luck, bro. Uh, thank you. Uh, this one's from Brendan K. Howdy doodles, Bree and Jason. Howdy doodles. (laughs) Uh, I have a bunch of stuff I wanted to share with you guys, and each week I wait to write in and the list gets longer. (laughs) So first, Bree, can we weep out for a second? Always. I'm falling in love with trashy anime and I cannot stop myself. I love... I love Love Live. Love Live? That's a hard one. No, it it is Love Live. Okay. Um, That's the game I play, the little... Okay. Not the dress-up game, the one with the music. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know that. Yes. I okay. Uh, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Dragon Maid. Thank you. Uh, and just finished watching Little Witch Academia. Um, were you on the hype train for any of those? Did you like them? Um, I've seen Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid everywhere. Haven't really watched it yet. I'm not into the Monster Girl thing. That's taking off right now? That's a theme in anime that's really uh. taken... There's, like, my centaur life and things like that. <laughs> um, Little Witch Academia I heard of but didn't really watch. Love Live! I play that game on my phone like a motherfucker. Mm. Um, the only reason I kind of stopped is because there's no... 
playing it while you're doing other things, really, because you have to listen to the music because it's a rhythm game. Right. Um, I started watching that anime while Jason was recording one day, and I had to stop because they won't stop screaming. Mm. So, and I didn't want Jason to, like, pick up audio from out in the living room, so I had to stop. It seemed really cute, um, and I might pick it up again soon. But, yeah, I've heard mm. of those. Uh, Jason, I've been introduced to Con Air. Oh, my God. Um, watched it for the first time this week. Do you know what Con Air is? Vaguely? Vaguely? Okay. It's a a Nicolas Cage movie about... It sure is. Uh, I would absolutely love to hear your thoughts and opinions on Nicolas Cage as a sweaty Alabama hillbilly. So, that... Nick Cage likes to be on planes and movies. He does. And here's the thing. I... I defended Nick Cage early because, like, he can act. This is not one of those times. Mm. This is a terrible movie. Um, John Malkovich plays, like, a serial killer, master, criminal. And so <laughs> Nick Cage is a criminal. Like, he's getting out of prison, though. And he's flying back on a plane full of criminals. Hence Con Air. And they're flying back to a place... And John Malkovich stands up and basically takes over the plane. And now it's a plane full of dangerous criminals. Except for except for Nick Cage, who's just trying to get back to his family. And he talks like that the entire time. He has the worst southern accent I have ever heard. It's Nick Cage. But pretending to be southern. Like, it's so fucking weird. And it flip-flops between, like, old-timey southern gentleman wearing a Kentucky fried, like, white... <laughs> Suit, like that kind of carpet bagel, like that kind of southern accent. And the southern accent of just like, um, vague country music enthusiast, like very fucking weird. I, this, he's it got, hurts to listen to you summarize it's this movie. Two hours of gloriousness. And he's got long stringy hair. And it's just, it's the worst. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's your typical 90s action movie. It's action set on a thing. Like, they were big on boats and planes and buses and cars and stuff. It was, yeah. So, um, it was, uh, pitched as like speed on a plane. Like, it's that type of thing. Um, man. Also, in regards to good movies that flopped, Hamlet 2. Uh, super duper funny. My all time favorite movie is the Speed Racer movie by the Wachowski siblings. But good lord, is it hard to convince people to sit down and watch that with me? Uh, watch John Goodwin sumo wrestle a ninja assassin. More, More like, like ninja. <laughs> I hate that movie so much. It's the worst. I, I look. I appreciate that you like it. It here's the thing. There's a lot of things that movie does. I can't say right, but there's a lot of things that's admirable. It's bright and colorful. It moves very quickly. It's it's it's, here's it's the, got a style to it. I think I would forgive that movie a lot more if the style weren't every Dr. Seuss movie, because that really throws me off. Whenever mm. I think about it, I'm like, it looked like a Dr. Seuss movie, and I don't understand where they got that idea. Because Speed Racer wasn't that bright. In fact, it was no. quite muted. It, it was a very yeah. muted world because it was a '60s television show. I didn't care for Speed Racer to begin with. I never with. liked like, Speed I didn't Racer, have really, nostalgia. but at the time I was a weeb, so I pretended to. Um, I was a liar when I was 16. Uh. Something that's come up a lot recently mm-hmm. is I have a problem with rules. You do. I if, if, if there are rules established, you have to stringently adhere to the rules and that there are reasons. We, have the, we are not a lawless society. Yep. 
Speed Racer had no rules. Cars would slide, ha- like spin and slide and like skid, and all of them maintained the same speed no matter what was happening. Nothing yeah. mattered. Everything was Rainbow Road. Everything, it just, it was just, there were things happening constantly, and it just, for me, it's, it's bright, colorful. I watched it in theaters. The villain in that movie is amazing. The villain is, I will give that. The villain is funny, and John Goodman is, is great in I love John Goodman he's in ever everything. done. Yep. Ever. That man can do no wrong. No, he is he Dan cannot. Connor. Yes. He is the best person on the planet, and yes. I love him. And I really hope it doesn't come out that he did something bad at some point in his career. Don't jinx us. I'm sorry. He's famous again. I'm worried. <sighs> Everyone's done something terrible. That's what we've learned. Uh, I hate 2018. Anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, finally. Uh, fi- uh, the movie is beautiful, ridiculous. Uh, finally, I had a bad, conf- uh, bad confession and good news. Confession. A while ago, I was really struggling super bad with some personal issues with no end in sight and didn't know what to do. I wrote into the show several times, disgu- disguised as a fictional character and asked you to help with a similar topic. As an LGBTQA black man living in the middle of the South with a bunch of dude bra friends, I didn't feel I had many people to talk to, but you guys really helped me feel more comfortable as me. Uh, so my actual confession, Kelly Atkins doesn't exist. <gasps> Who? I don't know. I don't remember. We, I, I don't Here's, know. I suck. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad that you felt comfortable coming to us with that and being like, hey, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Especially when I just talked about what a liar I was when I was 16. Like, I traced art, guys. That's like the worst thing you can do as that's, a fan of anime. That, um, you're Hitler. Basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jamie, okay, as long as we're doing confessions, Jamie just told me, like, I found a box of your old art in my house. And I'm terrified to look at it because I was like, how many of those things did I just straight up steal from online and then tell my friends that I did because I wanted someone to think that I did something good? Aww, <laughs> come here. I eventually stopped. Um, I got caught like twice and just like no one really called me out. Ooh. They just like, they just kind of knew. And I was like, well, I drew the, 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 the pencil art for it is what happened. Like I was the worst. Anyway, oh. so your sin is nothing. Um, and we don't really like, we eventually recognize people's names over time. Yes. We were just talking about Brandon Ashley. And we do care about every email that gets sent in. We give it all of our... Yes. In that moment, we give it all of our attention. But we definitely don't really follow the emails and try to track people down. I, or, if I recognize a name specifically, it's like, why does that name sound familiar? And I'll look right. at... But yeah. like, between Discord and Facebook and the forums, the old forums... And Twitter and emails, the multiple email accounts we have, and it's like yeah. it gets tough to track over time. And the Facebook messages. Let me okay, quick example. Giving it all in that moment. Someone asked, uh, they were like, Oh, I'm getting ready to write my first campaign. Um, and again, I don't remember this person's name, I'd have to look it up. I'm sorry. But um they asked us like, Do you have any advice? And it's like, fucking do I? And I just I I type in a Facebook message, it's like fucking five paragraphs long of just like boom boom boom, hope that helps. And even then it's like I'm sorry, I should have done more, but it's like... Right. So, we try. Yeah, but we definitely, we can't remember every name, so the fact that you lied about your name, it's fine, you're good. <laughs> and penultimately, the good news! I finished writing the novel that Kelly Atkins is the main character in, and it's going to be published later this month! Awesome. It's a subversive superhero drama called Behind the Mask. Could I interest you guys in a free signed copy as a thank you for all the great content and advice you give so generously? Touch your faces, enjoy a sunset, and, I don't know, uh, juggle balls with a clown. Um, what a weird, what a weird... Uh, thank you, Brandon K. P.S. 
Uh, I won't go half a year again without writing in. Um, that that's super that's nice really of you. Nice. Yes. Um, I I'd love one. Me too. Yeah. Um, send us another email if you if you listen to this one because I feel awkward writing back our address. Yes. To this email, so just send it in and be like, "Hey, I heard you guys wanted it. Yes. Give me your give me your address, and then we'll send you the address." And it's it's super yes. That way, it doesn't seem presumptuous. Yes. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for your email. Um, ooh, puppies. Hey, it's Ashley. We were just talking about you like twice. Hi. Um, Good morning, Jason and Bree. I very much enjoyed listening to the last GMT where you discussed technology that aged out very quickly and early adopting. You mentioned 3D TVs and asked anyone who had one to write in with their thoughts. So, story time. A couple of year- years ago, I worked at a large electronics store in customer service. One night, our installation team came back with a brand new Sony 3D 4K 55-inch TV. Wow. Uh they had gone to install it at a woman's house, and she had accidentally purchased two of them. How the fuck do you, you accidentally, accidentally spend that much money yeah. twice? How much would, money do you have that and you don't... would destroy me. Yes. The one would destroy me. I... Oh. By the way, I didn't know they made a 4K 3D television. I thought they stopped making 3D televisions long before me 4K too. was a thing. So that's, that's news. Um... So they had to return this one. For funsies, I scanned it to check the employee's discount on our system. Because our discount was dependent on the manufacturer's price to the store, sometimes things were super discounted and sometimes you didn't save a dime. This TV, though, because it was super new tech at the time and thus the price was largely inflated, was 50% off with the discount. Holy shit! So I drove home, told Brandon about it as a funny story, and then went, so, do you want to buy a TV tonight? Mind you, we had just bought a new TV a few months before, but we got a killer deal with the credit card, and we actually have not regretted it. I will say, as someone who says these TVs come back all the time, there definitely was a hierarchy to the quality of them. The lower-end ones were not all that great, but ours has a beautiful picture and came with two pairs of the glasses, so we didn't have to shell out extra. And these glasses fit decently over the glasses we both wear to be able to see. It's more a kind of fun aspect of the tech rather than the main use of it, but we do have a decent number of 3D movies, and I will say, kind of worth it. Watching the lantern scene tangled in 3D is beautiful and makes the scene even better. Uh, and Trial Legacy is amazing in 3D. Ooh, I bet that would be fun. And actually designed so that when they're in the world, it's 2D and switches when they're in virtual reality. Oh, neat. So yes, we like ours, but they definitely are pretty cost prohibitive, and we probably wouldn't have bought it if not for the discount. Hope you're having a fantastic week. Have some puppies. <gasps> There's a sheep. There is a sheep. There's also a teddy bear. Oh, that... That one's a teddy bear. Yeah, it is a teddy bear. All the titles. <laughs> Look at this beautiful baby! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. Oh, thank you, Ashley. Thank you, Ashley. Happy anniversary! Happy anniversary! Oh. Uh, this one's from David. Hi, David. Good morning, both of you. Um, I just wanted to read it that way, and I don't know why. Uh, Do the rest of it in a Cockney accent. No. <laughs> Bring it right back around. <laughs> Was that a No. <laughs> I don't do accents or voices. I'm bad at those That's things. That's not true. You, you do it when you relax. That's the thing. <laughs> I don't relax, though. Uh, you don't. Uh, I've decided I will be making an extra effort to uh, of lurking less and interacting more, so I'm sending you this email. So, hello, I'm David. <laughs> you may remember me from such posts like the pupper who was eager to raid his first dungeon, or... I'm getting the White Raven's insignia done on me. So, hi. I, I do recognize you from such posts. 
Uh, I'm hoping to keep the uh, keep this up and be more involved in the DNR community. We had someone ask about that, and this is not us pimping our stuff. It is, but it's not. But it is. Um, but our not. Discord server is actually like, I'd say it's the forums 2.0. Yeah, it's, it's actually pretty active. Yeah, it's uh, like surprisingly so. Like yeah. uh, that's the it, I. It's so active that like when there's nothing new posted in a certain, po- it's like oh that's weird. Like, yeah, if I check the Discord and there's no new post on our Discord, I get weirded out. I'm like, yeah. oh, is something wrong? Uh, did I accidentally mute it? Like, yeah, we also have the 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 official Facebook group and all that stuff, but yeah. that's not as active. Like right. there's you know so again Patreon.com/slash/dandr. Uh, the main reason why I wanted to write in is to let you know that I'm running a game in Theria, since I love your world so much, and my players uh, actually mapped the cave that Group 1 was supposed to map <laughs> and never did. Um, I was talking to English Rowan earlier today, and he told me someone else had already mapped it too, so I guess we aren't the only ones. On the last GMT... That was Group 3. Yep. Uh, well... If you're talking about the, the keep, that's, that's different. On the last GMT, you asked if anyone knew someone with a 3D TV. Apparently a lot of people have 3D TVs. I didn't know. I saw it on the Discord too. Um, so I just wanted to let you know that I do. My in-laws bought one as soon as they were out in stores and made a huge point of everyone getting together to see how the 3D looks as soon as it got, uh, got to their home. Uh, as one would expect, the 3D thing was a hassle with the big expensive glasses being passed around as carefully as possible. Oh, you didn't have oh. enough glasses. Um, and he, even when alone... Uh, I think they used the 3D feature for less than a month before getting tired of it. Uh, they still use it as a normal TV, but it's definitely not worth the price that they paid for it. Anyway, one question to close this email. What's your favorite NPC in Theria uh, with a smaller role? I'm not looking for a Brianna, Te- uh, Tessia, Valis type of answer. Uh, I'm thinking mine could probably be Clarissa uh, or the Dwarf Guide. Uh, whose name I can't remember, that help group to sail uh, uh, sail safely to the end of arc one. That was Barden. Barden. Um, thanks for reading this email. Touch your faces, and I wish you both the best. Thank you. Favorite NPC. Mm, this is a tough one because I like a lot of NPCs. But if I had to, if you had to say my smaller role, yeah. And I'm mad because I can't remember his name. The shopkeep, who is very interesting and foppish. Yulin? Yulin. 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 Here's the thing, though. I like Yulin. I also really like his minotaur friend who puts up with him. Right. I want to learn more about their lives. And we might, eventually. (laughs) Um, God, that's a tough one. Uh, it kind of made me think of Junkrat and Roadhog in a weird way, and I think that might be why I... Not like they're in a relationship, because they're obviously not, because he wouldn't mm-hmm. flirt with someone from his boyfriend, that's rude. But, like, <laughs> just, I like the big grumpy guy next to the really, like, it, like no matter what, if they're just weird or silly or whatever, I like right. big grumpy and small and excited. And that's what they get across to me. <laughs> um... That is a tough one. There's a character I just introduced, and they're not, they're not, it hasn't been on the show yet, but it was one of those things where it's like, it's just this little gnome, they're on the road, and it's, I'm, I'm editing it right now. Mm-hmm. But I, I really like that character. Um, it's not Artemis' girlfriend, is it? No. Was she a gnome? She wasn't a gnome. No, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. No gnome. Um, but yeah, that, that's a tough one, because it's, 
to me, most of them are characters that's like, like... It's also hard to establish what's a minor character. Right. Well, most of them, just like, if they have one appearance or two appearance, like yeah. a Jeremy or something like that, who's kind of fun to play or something yeah. like that, but yeah. Jeremy's great. I like Jeremy a lot, I like too. Jeremy, too. I think Yulin just, like, stood out to me just because he's so... He's so happy. He's just so... I don't know. There's something about him that's really... <laughs> it's not just because he's gay. Mm. Which, I mean, that's not confirmed. It's not confirmed. That's what you say every time I bring it up. Well, that's because everyone... That's one of those things that's like, oh, well, he's gay. It's like... Hmm. Interesting. Like, interesting just, that you think so. Hmm. Um, uh, but that's not why. I think it's because he's, he was just so excited and just loved... He loves what he does, and he loved dressing up Dagon. There's something about, like, that passion... I very rarely, yes. It was, like, really fun. I very rarely get to play uh, an NPC that's just really over the top, something like that, like something, you know, very... And usually when they're over the top, they're, like, kind of maybe serif, where it's like, oh, they're over the top, like, kind of sinister sounding, or... Leroy's another one. Leroy's another one where it's like, okay, you are are just silly and over the top, and I'm having fun playing that, and it's a different, like, it's a different But I think Yulin is the most pure one of that, where it's like... He's happy. Like, mm-hmm. he's he's enjoying life, whereas someone like a Gratic or a Seraph, who are both bigger characters, I think, so I didn't put them in the oh, group yeah. of lower NPCs, but, like, they both have, like, they're both worried about things, and they're both kind of, I don't know, Yulin's just, like, a little shining light of happiness <laughs> that I almost don't want to meet more of, because eventually he will get sad, because humans get sad, mm. um, and people get sad in general, and right. he'll be sad when he's sad. <laughs> He was, he was just so happy in the few scenes that he's been in. And I really like him. And I like his grumpy friend. <laughs> just. Uh, your turn? Wait, did you pick? You picked the gnome. Yes. Yeah, and I, I can't, like, trust me. When you hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll know. Yes. You, I think we'll you'll gnome. like it. You'll know him. We'll know him. Uh-huh. I almost feel like I have to defend my choice in Yulin. I don't know why. I don't either. Because it's like, okay. That's it. Like, um, um, yeah. I think it's the same thing as like, we were just talking about Paprika. And I'm like, yes, I like that character because he's big. But also other things about him. <laughs> like, it's the same thing with Yulin where it's like, yeah, I liked how foppish and like fun he is to sound. But like, also, he's just cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, hi, Jason and Bree. Uh, have any... Any an advice request for your both? Sorry, a year or so ago, I directed an adaptation of Shakespeare's Troilus and Cressida. Cressida, Cressida. Ah, uh, you can already see I'm not going to be much help to you, sir. Um, <laughs> which we called William Shakespeare's The Trojan War. Um, another theater producer took me to task for publicity material for the show attached, mostly because it featured a faceless woman in a camel bikini. She has issues, including why she used a thin white woman as a model. Our model was actually half Korean, but whatever. Her main question was, what does the objectification of the woman do have to do with the Trojan War? Um, which To which my answer was literally everything. The whole story begins with a beauty contest that leads to a 10-year-long war over ownership of Helen of Troy. The whole Iliad is about Achilles refusing to fight because Agamemnon stole a woman that Achilles had captured. My point being that, yes, the publicity material was provocative and meant to stimulate conversation. I didn't even have a problem with people being offended by it. We took a deliberate decision with a choice of image, but um, it was thought out and, we think, justifiable. Not just done for using sex to sell the show, not gonna lie, that was a consideration too. But again, lots of discussion went into the choice of image. Fast forward a year and some producer is using the attached image to publicize her latest show. 
Now, while the subject of her show, called Venus and Fur, does include sexuality, kink, and sexual power plays, my first thought was, you fucking hypocrite. Um, I'm half amused, half pissed off. My question is, should I just let it go, or should I call her out on what I perceive as her hypocrisy? Um, sidebar would be, what are your opinions of the images that were either of us, or and were either of us way off base in using these images for publicizing our plays? I feel like I can defend our image in multiple levels, but I also recognize that we were deliberately using sex to sell our play. Was it a sexist move? I'd like to think not, given that I feel a major part of our play was the allegory condemning the objectification of women, but I'll hold my hands up and take responsibility for making the final call if people feel I got it wrong. I had the best of intentions. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts. As ever, love the show. Uh, um, let's take a look at these two images. Okay, there's a girl in a camo bikini mm-hmm. um, and a guy looking at her, and then uh, there's a girl putting on uh, sexy stockings and she's in a corset. Mm-hmm. Um, and even says, like, Battle of the Sexes on it and stuff. Yeah. Um, there was also a follow-up email. Oh, yeah, there was. Uh, P.S. Uh, I forgot to mention one important piece of the puzzle in my message, the irony of using the objectifying image to sell the play about the objecti- objectification of women was not lost on us. We wanted to see if we could attract the kind of person who would attend a play because of such advertising and hit them with the opposite message. I feel like that's an important point to make. Walking away now, Rob. Which is kind of something I was going to mention. Mm-hmm. Well, like if that's the entire point of the play or something like that, like kind of a subversion yeah. of expectations. Punch. But yeah, like exactly. So that was what Sucker Punch was. Right. That was what they were trying to do. And I, I honestly don't feel like the image is like that gratuitous. Like it's not. I've seen worse. Yeah. Like, okay, it, Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. The Metal Gear Solid where it's like the, the, the lady in a bikini and it's like, no, oh, she yeah. needs to get the whisper. sun's ray. Yeah, whisper, whisper or silence. 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 Yeah. Um, who, you know, like, she needs she needs the sun's rays. And yeah, we've had characters who needed that before who were fully in camo. Yeah. But, uh, That's different. That's just, like, that's just kind of using sex. Yeah. Like, that's... Plus, there's, like, whole scenes in that game where she's just shaking her ass in front of the camera mm-hmm. and, like, moving... That's different. Like, so... I don't know. I, I... I... What do you think? I remember... So, two things. First of all, I remember back when I was with uh, my ex. And one of the things that I... We actually got into a heated fight about once was every time he would see, we would go to GameStop together and every time he would see a half naked lady in a bikini or something, he would drag me over to it and laugh and point at it because he wanted me to see how silly it was. And eventually I was like, could you stop doing that to me because it hurts my feelings. It makes me think that's what you think I am or something and you want me to laugh along too, but it like, I feel like at the same time you're laughing at this objectifying image, you're forcing it onto me and like all this stuff. So it is kind of a soft spot with me. Mm. My main thing, like, while reading this email, is you can put out something, and you can defend it. And, like, you can know that you put out something that's going to cause controversy or something like that. And you can have all the reasons in the world for doing it. You are not going to convince someone who's intent on being offended by it to not be offended by it. That's just something you cannot do. So when you put that out into the world, and someone came up to you and told you you were objectifying women... You can try to sit down and, like, give your 37 reasons for why it was okay. But at the end of the day, they're not going to listen to you. More than likely. Like, some might. But we live in a world where people aren't listening to each other. And they don't care. And they kind of want to be offended. So, whether someone is offended or not by your image should not bother you as much as it seems you are. I understand the hypocrisy of it bothers you. Yes. But, personally, I would just say that person didn't get it on the same level that you... Like, they didn't interpret it the same way you did. 
And that's just something you have to deal with because you put that out in the world knowing that that would happen. Mm -hmm. You can't sit every... It's like if you wrote a book. You can't sit down with every person who read that book and explain that just because you have a sexist character in the book doesn't mean you're sexist. You can't do that. There's going to be someone out there who thinks that you're sexist because you wrote that sexist character and you're not going to change their mind. And most of the time, you're. there are probably a ton of people who saw that image that you don't even know who rolled their eyes and thought that you were being a piece of shit and walked away and didn't even see your play. And that's a choice you made with doing the image that you did. Even if you had a point to make with it, that's what happened. And that's just kind of something you have to take on the chin because of the choices you made. And I don't know where I'm going with this except for the fact that, like, it's just something you got to deal with. And Anytime you put something out there in the world, it's going to be judged. And it's up for interpretation. Well, yes. And it's going to be taken in a way that you didn't mm-hmm. intend for it yes. to happen. We have that happen all the time on the oh show. Oh my god, so We can't often. control how people see characters. We can't control nope. how people see the cast members, even. Nope. We don't talk about that very much, but they're... Yeah, we get messages where it's like, what do we do? We can't defend... Like, we'll all just right. be arguing this person forever if we're trying... Let's just ignore it. The best you can do is, like what you did here, it's like, here's our intention. Mm-hmm. Here's what we were trying right. to do. If you take it in a different way, I, I understand, but mm-hmm. that wasn't our intention. That's it. Right. You asked if you should call this person out on hypocrisy and everything. Let me tell you something. I've been podcasting for 10 years. This is still a lesson that I'm learning. Um, there was a book we talked about a while back. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a whole episode about this yes. eventually. Not the book itself, but this idea. That ruined a portion of our lives. Mm-hmm. A small portion, just a tiny, tiny sector is scorched it's earth. It's, we gone. can't do it. Yeah. But that's something... That, just because you feel passionately about something, just because you feel strongly, does not necessarily mean that you have to voice that. There have been other podcasts, there have been other uh, mm-hmm. D&D stuff that we felt a little wronged by, or we felt, you know, like there, there's a there's um, a bit of hypocrisy or something. Yep. We could have taken them to task or said something or something, yep. but it doesn't do any good. It Nine times out of ten, it just makes both parties look bad. It's 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 a negative stain on things. We've had cast members leave, and we've tried to explain ourselves. I think we got better at that as time goes on. Mm-hmm. I don't think we should have necessarily gotten into uh, such depth early on. There were certain members we didn't of, know how to handle things. Didn't back know then. no, and it, it yeah. it's something you learn as you go on. But take the high road. Mm-hmm. Just it, I'm still bad at that. Uh, it's I'm tough. Still very bad at that. You and I have to I talk to, to each other sometimes constantly. Um, it was it was really bad in the forums. Yeah. Back in the forums where people viewed me as like a monster in the forums just waiting to come out and attack. And the reason they viewed me that way is because when I was trying to explain my point, I would explain it in multiple ways. Like yeah. I would have paragraphs upon paragraphs trying to reiterate my point so that I could not be misunderstood because I was terrified of the internet. I still am. <laughs> and it, people look at it like you're just hammering at it. Exactly. Like people saw me as like attacking and attacking and attacking. And that's never my intention. No. But I wanted to explain myself. And I feel like that's where you're at right now. It's like, I want to explain myself. And I want this person to admit they were wrong, which they will never do. No, they won't. First off. Because she's going to argue that her image is empowering and yours is objectifying. And she's not going to be able to explain the difference to you. Or if she does, it's not going to be a good standard to judge all media by. But that's what she judges hers by, probably. More than likely. That's what I imagine. 
And it's, 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 especially if you're in the same field, something like that, and you feel personally wrong, the, uh, the, the, the knee jerk reaction is to try to defend yourself vehemently. Mm-hmm. And most of the time we do that by trying to take a chunk out of someone else to defend yourself. Right. The, the point that you want to bring up is this is hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Not, oh, this justifies my, uh, this justifies my campaign or my art or my advertisement because you're doing the same thing. It's you're wrong because you called me out. And it's, it's something we all have this right. knee-jerk reaction to do. Take the high road is my best, uh, my best advice on that one. Just avoid mm-hmm. it. Just like, let them do their thing. You're doing yours. It, it, no yeah. good is going to come from it. Yeah. And that's something, it's a hard pill to swallow, and we're still swallowing it all the time. There have been so many times, trust me, there will be Facebook posts or Twitter posts or something like that, or something will come up, mm-hmm. and me or, or Bree will have to turn around. It's like, do you see this shit? I'm angry for these reasons. And we have to, it's in yep. the room, we have to talk about it, and then we try to let it go. Yep. And we try not to call it out, and we... We've gotten much better about that. And I feel like I've gotten better explaining myself in the Discord. I, I've learned how to walk away and yeah. not reiterate my point 19 ways. Even when the Discord first parted, started, you could see it in that, like, I would send out a paragraph, and then I would start typing again and work on the next paragraph. So it was constantly like, mm-hmm. mm, Rihanna is typing, Rihanna is <laughs> typing, just because I wanted to reiterate my point. If someone's going to miss your point, either they can ask and you can try to reiterate, or they're going to keep intentionally missing your point. Right. Um, and I don't know who's right or wrong here. And there's a part of me that, especially nowadays, when it comes to all the, all the arguments around feminism and everything, your eyes just went so big and I know why. Where We've had so many conversations. There's, there's a part of me that's just like, why are we arguing about this? Like, why are we arguing about women wearing black dresses and whether or not it's enough? And why are we, why are we ripping each other apart over little things like this? When such, when horrible things are happening, I'm not saying that the media does not matter, because I do think that diversity matters. I think all that stuff, but sometimes people take it so far over the smallest things. It's just a woman on a poster who presumably you paid money to take her picture, and she agreed to be in that bikini, and whether people rolled their eyes and walked away and thought that you were a sexist piece of shit, or whether they came in because they were intrigued by what you were trying to do with Shakespeare... It, it's done. Like, it happened already. And, yeah. The only thing you could do is just learn from stuff and move on. If you felt like that was the right move, awesome. Then that's... The, the, you're not going to... You're probably not going to be able to convince anybody. <laughs> We're reiterating this point over and over again. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing the thing I just said that I, yeah, I try not and, to and the, the, the bottom line is you get it. Like, yeah. we, you know what we're trying to say. There's another example I can give just from today. Um, Funimation just licensed an anime called Citrus, and it's a Yuri anime, and I was kind of excited because I saw the opening, it looked super cute, and but I'd heard some bad things, like there were some rumors, so I went to Discord and asked people if they'd seen it, and they showed me a review where essentially all of the romantic interactions for the first half of this aren't romantic, they're actually sexual assault, by our definition. And the person who wrote that review also reviewed another anime that's coming out, and they said, like, this one's actually really good, and it's it's two women, and they're falling in love, and it's beautiful. And I I hit up Funimation, I responded to their thing, and I was like, hey, no hate, because Funimation only has so many fucking options for anime, right? And they yeah. got into the most popular ones. I don't, I don't hold it against them that they got Citrus. Mm-hmm. But 
when this other anime comes out, it would be really great if you could license it, because I'd like to watch two women falling in love that doesn't hinge on sexual assault. And that's all I said, and I, like, posted the video and I moved on with my life. This morning I woke up and there was a message from someone who responded with, It's not sexual assault if she likes it. And I blocked that person and muted them and went on with my day. But the knee-jerk is to explain yourself. Right. My knee-jerk is to go, well, no, it is sexual assault. Just because the kid, it's like, it's like the, the guy ordering a bunch of food. It's like, no, someone wrote that in. Yeah. Someone wrote that she liked it. And now you, as an anime fan, think it's a good idea to sexually assault women because they might like it and fall in love with you. And it's t- it's tough to tell whether someone's baiting you or whether they actually feel, feel like that, that way. I feel that was baiting. But either way, you're not going to convince right, them. Exactly. So it's and I I I do this online because I'll I'll have someone either hit me up on Twitter or Facebook or something like that, and you know they they might start an email out with calling me like a piece of shit or something mm-hmm. like that, or it's like you're fucking doing this this and this. Most of the time, I will still respond and just like here's my intention, here's what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. But if I see something like that, where it's just a random tweet from a stranger with no punctuation, yeah. no, it's like, okay, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't care about you. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't yeah. have responded either, so. Um, and there are times uh, when I get really tilted online, and I'll type something out, and then I'll delete it. I do that a lot, actually. Hmm. Specifically on Facebook, I do that a lot. When it comes to, like, I will I will type out a response, and then I'll, I'll sit for, like, five seconds. And then I'll just delete the response. Because, like, all I'm doing is furthering my interaction with this person who's going to purposefully miss the point that I'm trying to make. And I'm probably going to purposefully mi- miss the point that they're trying to make if they're trying to make any legitimate point And I'm not just arguing with a troll, let's say. Right. So my life would be better spent if I just went and did something else with my time. And that became more of a rant about the world at large yeah. than this one interaction you're having with this woman who may or may not be a hypocrite. Um, it seems to me that she pretty much is. But, again, she would call what she's doing empowering, where what you were doing was um, sexist and wrong. And it's probably just based on the fact that you're a dude, and we're just going to move on with our lives. Yeah, that's hypocritical. But you're not going to convince her, and you're just going to waste your time, probably. Yep. And that's what we've been trying to say for the last 20 minutes. Yes! <laughs> anyway, watch The Prestige and watch Paprika. And watch... Yeah. <laughs> remember, remember earlier... Was like I remember hours three ago. hours ago, yeah, when... Uh, before the mowers. Yeah, before all that. So thank you guys for hanging out with us so much. Uh, we really appreciate it. We appreciate all your support on Patreon. We appreciate you guys writing in and listening to us and all that and the multitude of different shows that we do. Uh, we'll see you next week with another GMT. Yes, we will. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, 
Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.